0: Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Top 10 here on our own feed for the love of God. We are now, I'm just still getting used to us being. On our own feed, Matt knows. Don't have to say the other name anymore or the other people we were on. Much,
1: <laughs> I love, much they became, love to them. Yeah, they became persona non grata no, 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 out of saying. nowhere. Much love to them, and we had a great time being No, on they're dead sh- to us. Fuck oh, them. Wow, John, just let's, let's embrace it, man. Fuck them. No, no. They're dead. No, because a
0: lot of people came over with us from there. Oh, so no. I,
1: and we're not talking about them. They're good people. <laughs> well,
0: Thanks to the Schmoes, no, for keeping us on their feed for such a long time. I'm dead. But we are enjoying ourselves on our own feed. Thanks to everybody who's come along. And, of course, thanks again to everybody who came to Chicago. But I am John Roca. Uh,
1: I am Matt Nost. And this it's, is the Top Ten Show. How are you, Matt? <coughs> good, good. <laughs> Trying not to cough directly into the microphone. Right. Uh, I've had the flu. Um, people that are listening to the realist going, it's, wow, he still has the flu? Yeah. Now we recorded that at a different time, so don't you worry. I better be healthy by then. But yeah, it's been a week of just shit. Yeah. When I when I texted you the other day, I'm like it literally took all the energy I had to sit up and text you back. Yeah. That was no bullshit.
0: Yeah, because I I told Matt Nosa, said, do you want to just be a guest on Skype on your own show on Dropping Dimes? You're like, it took all the energy just to text you. I don't have the strength to sit up and have a conversation for an hour about the NBA playoffs.
1: And you know Matt is sick when he can't talk about the NBA. That's for fucking sure. Dude, I, I just slept for the first three days. As all because oh. I, could, I couldn't keep anything down, I was slightly nauseous. Right, uh, so I have no energy. All I've got is a little bit of water and some fucking Wheat Thins in me, and <laughs> one popsicle a day. Wow. Tried to drink some Gatorade, but that was. That's almost like when you see old people eat something too sweet, and they're like, "Oh, that's way too much." Like Gatorade was just wow. what is this potent? And it was the G two, the half sugar stuff. And Holy I was still shit. like, "Oh my god, what is this sugar watershed? <laughs> I'm not <a> goddamn hummingbird." <laughs> Uh, so I had no I mean, no calories coming in. I was just lying there and fucking. I noticed that when I texted you, I sent back like a three, four other texts at that time, uh-huh. and I was forgetting words in the text, like oh, yeah. I was a form of dementia. To these three, four friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> incomplete thought after incomplete thought. And i just like, I'm going back to bed, man. Yeah. I'm out. We were supposed to record with our guests that night. Yes, it was we like, were. Never going to fucking happen. Well, you look great. So this diet is working well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My wife said that. She's like, you lost some weight. And I'm like, that's called sickness. <laughs> that's called I haven't eaten in four days. That's all that is. Uh, well,
0: speaking of our guests this week, we are very, very uh, honored and excited to welcome back to the show one of the most beloved loved guests. We had on the top ten show, hands down, one of the highest downloaded episodes we've ever had on the top ten show yes. because of this incredible guest. He, you have seen him all. You've seen him on DC movies. You've seen him on his own podcast. You've listened to him on Geek History Lesson. Uh, he is uh, the other half of the Asher Victoria Robinson uh, Jason Inman combo. There, it is the wonderful and uh, you know gainfully employed over at a certain Very network true. with a certain show. I You can say the network. Jason Inman. Okay, okay. (laughs) At CBS. At CBS. On the code, Jason Inman. How are you, Jason? Great.
2: I'm uh, so happy to be back. And uh, am I, like, one of your only gainfully employed... Guests? Is that a is that a thing? No, man, We're we a just regular job. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, all right. We celebrate all the
1: achievements of any yes. of our guests. All right, that's right. That's right. right. That's we try to be very it sound,
2: positive. Make it sound like you walk out to the freeway and be like, "Hey, you guy, how many? You like cartoon movies? Well, Come on <laughs> out." <down." laughs> well, you know how many friends we have that are freelancers. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know, getting I that. Know, most that, of our getting, friends are freelancers. Yeah. So anybody with a nine to five, it's strange. You're like, wow, okay, this <sighs> yeah, is what yeah, yeah. you do. So, am that's awesome. I'm I'm so happy to hear that I'm one of the most downloaded episodes? Yeah, oh yeah, you were like... Just because of the DC
1: movies.
0: 90,000. That's it. It was insane. Yeah,
1: yeah it was crazy. Yeah. That first week, I think we did 93,000. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good have, episode for us. You guys have big families. Yeah. That's what <laughs> big families. No. No. Please, I wish. Yeah. I wish we could boost those numbers even more. Yeah, you know, it's right? so
2: funny uh there will be sometimes uh with my podcast that I'll ask my sister be like, "Oh yeah, did you listen to the episode?" She's like, "Nope." And I'm always like, "If I can't get you to listen, oh, yeah. what hope do I have of somebody in New Jersey?" Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: My sister could care less. Yeah. My sister's like she only uh, ventures into talk about what I do. Uh, when a friend of hers comes up and goes, Oh my God, you're John Roca's sister? And this is in Virginia. Uh, that's or, awesome, or one of her actually. co workers does that. And she's just like, It means nothing to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're, we're, my sister has said that it's happened to her a couple of times yeah. where they've been like, Oh, you're the Jason Ellick. And I'm yeah. like, Wow, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I
0: am. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, that's me. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get people to come to uh, Catherine's uh, Saucy, Two Saucy Broads Pizzeria uh, as fans of ours,
2: right? Yeah, shit, they get a discount if they actually Yeah. Uh there, say anything. Is there a top ten discount at your pizza place? Yeah, you get ten percent off. I'm gonna go there now. You should it's good right. You should have standees of yourselves there, actually, oh, when you walk in, people can take, it. take pictures. You hey, no. <laughs> Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't know about any of that. I've got a better shot than
2: him, Charged and dollars. that's never going to happen dollars. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Charge a dollar. Uh, I wish. It would be great. <laughs> passive, we'll passive income, Matt. Passive income.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a certain snail-like passive, you know, passiveness to that income. <laughs> I don't know how many dollars at the end of the year. I think it's just going to be sadder than anything. Thing, Probably so. like twelve. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? One <laughs> of those rare things that makes dollars but makes no sense. To well, with celebration <laughs> next year. Maybe, maybe that's where we get our high water mark because it's in Anaheim, which is only five minutes. From that's the true. We that's should true. start
0: pitching ourselves as a panel show on these at these conventions. That would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. A top ten Star Wars celebration panel.
1: That would be. Are fun. Are there even ten Star Wars movies? Yes, there, there are exactly ten wars. There are exactly there are now ten. Are now 10. Yes, uh, okay. yes. All right. All right. True. So you can, you can get there. Yeah. Right. Ask, uh, what's
0: his face? Alex Damon, who's the uh, Star Wars champion <laughs> of the yep. showdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we asked Jason to come on the show because we know Avengers Endgame is coming out this week and we want to talk about and revisit this list that we haven't done in quite some time, the top 10 superhero films. Superhero films, which means it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Could be anything. Could be, uh, the, could be mainstream, could be independent, could but be independent. But you have done this list before. Time. We did, like, we did it a long time ago. ago. Oh, interesting. Years ago. Right. So well,
1: we thought it'd be nice to revisit it. Yeah, plus, I mean, in the past three, four, five years. Oh, yeah, been so many years, superhero films. Yeah, since we've done it, yeah, like, we've added 200. Yeah. My list is completely <laughs> different than it was. Oh, yeah. It's not even close to similar. I hated cutting out...
0: A lot of the ones that I couldn't cut, put on the list anymore because there have been so many great superhero films in the last few years. In my yeah. opinion, so it was a, it was yeah, a tough too. list to come up with. So yeah, uh, but yeah, um, uh, Jason, how have you been? How have you been now transitioning into this uh, life of yours, my friend? Do you miss being on other shows and talking? This Not stuff?
3: at
2: all. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, like a lot of well, people don't. If you're happy, a lot of people have asked me that. They're like, "Oh, how do you like being on those other shows?" And I'm like. I don't miss it. I, <laughs> I don't, you know, there's a certain, I mean, there's a certain point where I, I always came out here to be a writer, right, right, right? and and now that I'm writing basically full-time, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, great, cool. I don't have to talk about other people's writing. Yeah, I yeah. can just talk about mine. Right. That's awesome. You and you know? released
0: a book, right? You want to plug
2: it here? Uh, yeah. I gotta, uh, it, the book comes out June 15th. Okay, June 15th. It's available for pre-order uh, right now in June. Uh, it's called Super Soldiers. Mm-hmm. And it is a uh, basically a salute to comic book superheroes that yeah. have also served in the military, mm-hmm. with a lot of my like personal stories mixed in there. So like each chapter is based around a different hero. I haven't revealed them all, but like Captain America is one of them. Of Captain course. Marvel is one sure. of them. War Machine, and basically I sort of talk about through their stories, whether I think they are a good service member or not, based on their stories and their attitude and their stories, and then throw a lot of... It it weirdly becomes very personal because each chapter is about their military things, and then it reminds me about my military things, and then... uh, So go pre-order it right now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and uh, hopefully soon... Uh, I can announce uh, I'm going to rope uh, Mr. John Roca here into some sort of uh, live uh, book event thing. Oh, uh, oh. You know, maybe uh, another military uh, veteran interviewing a military veteran about military superheroes. I like it. I'll shave yeah. my yeah. head. So um. you can shave
1: your head. <laughs> <laughs> that's your first response. I love it. You're so excited yeah. about the job. Whatever you need, you're just offering up. I'll shave my head. Jason, I am in a world of shit. Uh, <laughs> listen,
0: what is what is the name of the book that people can? Super pre-order.
2: soldiers. Yeah, It's yeah, yeah, just yeah. called Super soldiers. Yeah, you can. Like I, I have okay. a, a tweet pinned on the top of my uh, 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 Twitter. But the cool thing is, is that yeah. uh, mystery of writing a book is that they always ask you. Your publishing company always is like, go, hey, go. Talk to other authors or people in your space, right. and See if they'll like read like the beginning of the book or like the first five or six chapters, or sometimes the whole book. Well, oh, this is great, uh, and you know, see what they do. So I I shot for the moon. I was like, I'm gonna go for people I don't even know. Like I, I reached out to a whole bunch of people. I reached out to like John Bernthal of The Punisher and a bunch oh. of other people like that. Uh, but one of the big people that actually said yes to me is uh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, nice. Aykroyd emailed me back and uh, gave me a very nice quote for the book. He, he loved it, uh, and he. said, he thought it was a very interesting examination of military superheroes. And uh, because it's Mr. Dan Aykroyd, a Ghostbuster himself, I put his quote on the cover. Damn. So, right. yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, it's a, it's a name yeah. all generations know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly so he's got a quote from my book. Guess what? You know, yeah. Maybe I changed yeah. the title to, hey, look, look what Dan Aykroyd said. I mean, that's what I, I considered
2: it. But uh, yeah, so if Dan Aykroyd's uh, uh, vote, seal of approval is uh, is anything to you. Uh, go check out Super Soldiers on Amazon.
0: Is with a big finger pointing down <laughs> like yeah. what
2: Dan Edgwood yeah, yeah, yeah. said
0: by this book. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: and some of the punctuation like on the exclamation point yeah. was the Crystal Skull vodka that he sells. You that know what I mean? He's got to get yeah. a
2: little, little plug. When does that come out though? It comes uh, out June, like, 15th. June 15th. June 15th. But yeah. it's out for pre-order like right now. Anywhere you I, can buy books I, you, you can right. find it.
1: I'm going to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I were got scaling got up one. the charts on pre-sales.
2: Uh, yeah, we hit uh, bestseller, uh, number one, bestseller for about a week on uh, like comics and graphic novels literacy. Mm-hmm. That's like the weird category. Like Amazon, when you write a book, you're always like, you got to pick your category, and you're like, that's the category I want number one in. Oh, so okay. my category I picked is comic books and graphic novel criticism. Ooh. Uh, okay. Uh, so I've been a number one release on there for a while, but uh, hopefully the top 10 listeners can uh, send you. me back to number one bestseller. Hell yeah. Uh, there's a book on there. It's called... Um, the Marvel Comics, The Untold Story, which, by oh. the way, is a great book. If you, okay. have, if you like Marvel Comics, you should definitely read it. It's about the, basically the whole bibliography about the creators who created all the Marvel superheroes. Right, right, right. Uh, you learn kind of Stanley was a dick well, uh, yeah. in that book. It's kind of scary. Uh, but, um, top ten listeners, help me kick that book's ass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you pre order the book, like we'll, it. Kick it, we'll kick that book's ass. I like it. So, it came out like and, three years ago. Come yeah, on. Yeah. People have read it. Out of
1: curiosity... If we do, you know, decide to push our fans towards helping you with that goal, I'm just asking, do we get a little taste, a little uh, something from? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a little taste. Just on every verified purchase on Amazon, that just put top ten in yeah, there somewhere. Well,
2: I, I, I do. I oh, do, that's not a bad I, idea. I, I, you can do that. I, please, I'm, like, I'm fucking around, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want your money. I, I hope you sell ten million copies. I don't need to see a penny. I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna come to that pizza place, buy a pizza for every copy that's sold. No, actually, I am for
1: every copy that's sold. <laughs> Son of a bitch, you're bankrupt right now.
2: Uh, I do have a thing on there right, right now. I, I am doing a thing that if you if pre order a copy and you send me a copy or receipt from anywhere, uh, real bookstore, Barnes and Noble, whatever, to I have an email, Author at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you the first three chapters immediately. Oh, wow. With a personal thank you message. And also, I have a video that you can only see if you pre order the book where I talk about like why I chose the heroes I did and the villains I did and like basically the writing process. Dude, so I can't wait if that incentivizes this. you a little bit more, it's out there. Yeah, so I mean, if you want the first three chapters, I'll just give you the book. You want to read the book. John's got
1: to buy it, but you can I'm read buying it. it. <laughs> I'm buying it. Out I intended suspense. on buying it. That that one in Ken's. Yeah, Ken Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was going to support, but now that you publicly called me out on it, I don't know if I'm going to fucking buy it. <laughs> you know? Maybe hold it back. Ken's still got my dollar, but he doesn't know that. All
2: right, I'm only going to buy a order of cheese sticks for every copy of yeah. One
1: cheese sticks. That's, I that's, that's a lot of coin, my friend. That's a lot of coin. What that's are those books selling bro. for? <laughs> it's like seventeen a pop. <laughs> it's not
3: much. It's not too bad.
1: Yeah, once you factor in tax and whatnot, mm-hmm. you're yeah. breaking even on these things. You know. I'm going to put it in right now. Oh. Uh, all right, so... Uh, uh we decided
0: to count down. Like as I said, the top ten superhero films, uh, Avengers Endgame Games. Oh, we're not done with week. the intro yet. We no, should we're, go back we're, to the we're intro, almost there. We're okay. almost <laughs> there. Uh, are you excited for? Uh, let me ask Jason. Are you excited for uh, this Endgame Uh, and what do you what do you like? What's your like wild out there prediction for the movie? And the movie comes out like in a few days.
2: Oh, I don't have a wild out there okay. prediction. Okay. Uh. I had some wild out there predictions for Infinity War. I thought gotcha. Infinity War, they were going to go crazy. I thought. Well, they certainly yeah, did. I mean, kind they, of. They did, but I thought they were going to go even bigger. Wow. Um, so. Like it, what? Pick off one of the original Avengers? Uh, no, I actually. Th- I thought Thanos' storyline was going to finish. I thought they were going to finish oh. it completely, and I thought they were going to do a twist inning on us, being like, in game or part two is about somebody completely different out. You know, like, I thought mm-hmm. they were going to settle the bed. Yeah. Uh, with or, or make the bed with that one. I thought Silver Surfer was going to show up because they had just yeah. said that the 20th century. I thought they were gonna spook us with that. I even thought there was a brief weird idea that I had that Hugh Jackman was gonna just show up. <laughs> like uh, I, I was, I was like the Fox Deal sign. They're gonna they pulled the money truck back into Hugh Jackman. It's like come on board, buddy. Yeah, um, would that s- be something? So since none of that happened, right? I kind of like okay, they're gonna keep it simple. Yeah, they're gonna keep it real simple for this movie. They're gonna just make uh, my biggest prediction is that I think Captain America is the only one that dies. Yep. That's that's kind of what I think. Cap I'm dies. I don't think they kill off their 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 good luck charm, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And I think Thor just goes to space so he can be in Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Ooh, ooh, so. Oh yeah, okay. All okay. Three. That yeah. makes sense since yeah. they introduced him in in Infinity War. Is yeah. it dynamic
1: with them and Rocket yeah. Yeah, and him yeah, yeah. got along so well. I think well.
2: that's it, it, just it's just throwing away money if they don't do that. Yeah, I mean. you're right. Well,
1: I mean the, those you know that series plus where they've taken Thor, mm-hmm. it, it marries kind of beautifully because he can do yeah. the comedy yeah. just as well as they can. Yeah. So he can fit in really easily. You know what sucks for the other MCU actors is they don't get that
0: sweetheart deal that Downey did. Like, no one else can get that Downey Jr. deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're the, Downey Jr. is the reason that any of them have yeah. a deal no, whatsoever. That's so a mean, fair his, point.
2: His agent was genius giving yep. him that percentage for any movie that he's Tony Stark. <laughs> not Iron Man. Not Iron Man. Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. <laughs> I was like, it's genius. That's, that's so, so
0: Downey Jr. Mind. probably always goes, uh, you got to have yeah. one Tony Stark scene. Yeah. Sorry. I'm the only other crazy it.
2: thing I think is that they might resurrect a character that's already dead.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they did
2: with uh, Infinity War with a Red Skull. Yeah, like they, <laughs> we might see a. Quicksilver come back, maybe? Yes. Or somebody like that. Okay. I don't think they're going to go crazy. I think they're going to keep this movie simple because I think they want to punch us in the gut with the feels. so I I wonder if Killmonger or Elise's Claw comes back.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Because people love Killmonger so much, and they were so mad they only got one movie with him.
1: I mean, I guess he'd be interesting. Technically, any of them that have existed then, Mm -hmm. by that logic, you could bring into this one. Well, because of the quantum realm, who knows how they're going to mess
0: with timelines and uh, dimensions. We'll see how that all plays out, but certainly I'm with you. I think Captain America dies killing Thanos as the soldier sacrificing himself for the war like he always has. Mm -hmm. goes all the way back to when he jumped on that fake grenade in First Avenger as skinny Steve uh, Rogers. So I wouldn't be surprised he does it. And then you get a scene with him and Peggy Carter getting that last dance.
2: I also love that we're saying this. On the same day of the premiere, as
0: people, are, people are as people are literally in the it. theater right now watching <laughs> Lucky Bastard, so
1: we could be completely wrong. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Who knows where it ends up? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, just satisfying. That's all I'm asking yeah, I, for. I, I mean, a thousand percent. I, and yeah. I have
2: no doubt that it will be because Infinity War I thought was the impossible hur- hurdle. Right. Because right. if you've ever read Infinity Gauntlet the comic books, it's insane. Yeah. Ga- it, it is an nuts. impossible storyline to adapt, yeah. and they made it work. Yep, so yep. I think they're going to do it again. Yeah.
1: Three hours, man. That's a hell of a hurdle.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, it's worth it. As all the time
1: we've put in with them, yep. it's
2: so worth it. They yep. can they make that three and a half. My my more interesting thing with this movie will be if Endgame is just so utterly satisfying. like yeah. If it's just the perfect ending, I wonder if there will be a group of people, or and I'm including myself in this, <gasps> that might just look at Endgame and be like, no, I'm good. Ooh. Don't need to go on further. Don't wow. need to move further. Okay. I'm good. I have, yeah, but there's now an entire young generation I, I that's know, grown I up know. with all these People movies. Are eat that stuff up. Yeah, yeah,
1: so we may fall by the wayside. Yeah, there's somebody to replace us. That's true. That's a very uh, good point.
0: Yep. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of replacing, we're probably going to replace some of our uh, movies on our previous superheroes list uh, with yeah. our current without list, without a doubt. Yeah, that we compiled again. I like having Jason. Jason like the X Factor because we know we know each other pretty well. We could probably guess mm. what some of the movies would be on each other's lists, but Jason, we have no idea. We really have no idea uh, what Jason
2: might put or not put I will on say there. I I, I kind of, weirdly, kind of stuck mainstream. Okay. To me, mm-hmm. the mainstream ones kind of jump to the surface. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
2: So. Yeah. All right, um, uh, Matt, do you want to tell them how the show works? Uh,
1: yes. Once we set a topic, uh, we all three go our individual ways. Show back up here. The way Three Man Weave works is I do my bottom five. John does his bottom five. Jason does his bottom five. I do my next two, he does his next two, and he does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the three of us. Boom! I like that. That was really uh, well done.
0: All right. Who starts off you start off?
1: Uh, I start off. Okay. So this list was really difficult. Yes. It was It was a difficult list. I oh. will say that, yeah. It was hard. Um, <laughs> I have three vying for number ten. Wow. Whoa! Wow. Yeah. That's strange. All right. Well, look. Okay. In the past five years, man, since mm-hmm. or where four years since we've done this, there's been a lot of excellent. Mm-hmm. you right. There's mm-hmm. been a bunch of mediocre, I don't give a shit about yep. this, that, and the other. But there's been a few which is like, God damn, that is good. Yeah. And oh shit, this is you think you've seen this. Mm-hmm. Bam, they're gonna hit you with something else. Um All right, I'm gonna nix this one. I mean, you've been lying in bed
2: for a week, for God's sakes. I know. But my <laughs> brain has only been working for 36 hours. <laughs> 36 hours. That's about all that's been working. Matt's had all the time to watch every one of these movies <laughs> in the three days.
1: Uh, I've watched a lot of movies over <laughs> the past like six days. Well, I mean, I had a lot of fucking movies. Yeah, fair enough. I'm burnt out. Like I had almost bed sores on one side of my body. <laughs> I <didn't> prefer <laughs> to lie on one side. Dude, it was not good. No, it doesn't sound It was like not it. good. So at 10, I'm just going to say fuck it. I'm going to go with it. Uh, Doctor Strange. Ooh, nice choice.
0: Not on my that's, list. Not on my list. Okay. Yeah. Almost... Almost made it. Uh, agreed. Almost made it. Thoroughly agreed. Yep. I put I had to put one on this list yep. that I had to put on this list.
1: And I think it's the one that knocked Doctor Strange off the yep. list. I just took one off that technically to me is a it need it has to make the list. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if I'm being perfectly honest with myself, I know I'm gonna watch Doctor Strange more, way yeah. more. Yeah. And <clears throat> at that point I was when that came out, I was like, I don't need another fucking origin story from any superhero right, film right. ever. And then you see that when this is a character, I do, I need to understand what his powers are and how that is, you know, uh, the context of that to the world they've already established yeah. and to bring in something that is completely new and different. And ultimately, he wins in the end uh, using his wits, his intelligence, mm. and basically just his perseverance. Yeah. And normally it's because the dude can fly can- or...
2: Can I just say, usually when people talk about Doctor Strange, a lot of people bag on that movie. Like, when it first came out, a lot of people were like, ah, whatever, Iron Man with magic. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really happy to hear that both of you guys were like, oh, man, almost oh, made it. Because dude. for me, ending a Marvel movie, which is essentially an action film, yeah. on a scene where a dude stares out a window looking at his shaking hands, yeah. mm-hmm. to me, I was like, that's ballsy filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Over and over and over again, they take this guy that's just
1: pure hubris talks down to everybody around him and humbles him. But by the end, I mean, just the Dormammu just keeps showing up. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he's like, what is this hell? I'm just like, well, yeah, we're going to keep reliving this moment. You're never going to get out of it. I just love the, the simplicity of the idea of how to defeat someone that is all powerful. Hmm. Uh, it's in my
0: top 10 of and near the middle area of the MCU films.
2: Yeah, me too. For me Doctor too. Strange. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. And it I didn't uh, didn't make the list. I know, I know. Trust me, it's, I
2: know. It, I, it's surprising. It, it literally, when I first made my list, I had like like sixteen movies. It was yeah. it ended up yeah. being my 11. It literally is my yeah. 11.
1: I don't believe either yeah. of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. Uh, the, uh, the look in your eyes both look genuine. I uh, just don't believe you though. There's something about it. Because never... suddenly I'm going to bring up two movies later and you'll be like that was like my Ooh, 10 and a half. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you're right. That, that was yeah, my 11. Like that 10, was my 11. 10.1 was this one. Oh, so close. Howard the Duck. That was my 11. <laughs> uh, nine for me is uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, that's a punt. Okay, that was my twenty-eight.
2: No, that was your twenty-eight. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a that's higher on my list.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure someone's gonna say punt to this. Number eight for me is Logan.
0: Yes, of course that's a punt.
1: Yeah, I knew that was coming. Not on my list. Okay.
2: Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Oh you were my right. god. Not on my list.
1: Fine. <laughs> uh, seven <laughs> is Fucking Deadpool. Hell. Yeah, not on my list. Not on my list. Oh, dude, blown away by this movie. Mm-hmm. Blown away. And the fact that they finally got Colossus right. Yes, agreed. I don't know why one of the coolest characters of the X-Men, it's taken this stinking long. Yeah. Dude's skin is metal. When I was a kid, my mind was blown. It's him and Cyclops. And it's like, they're the two coolest. And then Wolverine came around and be like, wow, you know. <laughs> 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 it clearly became Wolverine, just like every kid.
2: You're like Jean Grey. You're like, Cyclops is pretty cool. Oh, Wolverine. Oh, yeah. hello, Wolverine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, she wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this tiny little Canadian guy. And for some reason, was like, mm hmm, I like it. Chomping on cigars, something drinking about, whiskey. Something about the way he says bub. Yeah. <laughs> I love every second of it. Uh,. But Deadpool, so going into it, I've seen panels. I've never read any of the comic books. Mm-hmm. I've seen panels online, and it's this weird, eccentric character that loves B. Arthur and chimichangas. and I knew like some of the humor that they brought in, and then to see it, uh, I laughed my ass off the entire movie. It's, this, it's the hands down the best love story in any superhero film of all time. Mm-hmm. It is a, the strongest the love argument. story. You can make the argument. Find me another one that even competes, because I believe the two of them genuinely fell in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, it, it's such a small movie though, but the realms of, of torture that he has to go into when he's being deprived of oxygen. I mm-hmm. sat there in the theater thinking about it like oh, what that's, that's hell on earth. That's hell on earth. And then it goes right back to great jokes of, you know, knocking Colossus right in this, uh, you know, huevos and breaking his arm right in half, and then he breaks his other arm. It's just this brutal character. And the opening of, you know, instead of saying director such and such, it's like this fucking idiot, and uh, <laughs> the real narcissist. Right. And, you know, the, the fact that he's willing to poke fun at his previous superhero work within, you yes. know, this. Yeah. God damn. You know, Ryan Reynolds was made for this. I can see why he, he pushed oh, so, yeah, for so long. He's
2: perfect. Like, Patrick Stewart was made to be Charles Xavier's. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds was made to be Deadpool. Yeah, that's why he when he was Green Lantern, everybody was like, "What? Are you out of your mind?" Yeah,
1: it's terrible Green Lantern. Yeah,
2: terrible Green Lantern.
1: Yeah, so I don't know where it suddenly it's just like, I love everything about this character. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. It's fully realized the first time, and I, you know, now upon seeing it, I'm amazed they pulled it off. Wow, uh, yep. that's fair. So yeah, it's my seven. Okay, which right. number six? Uh, six was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh yes, my number nine. Not on my list.
0: Ho-ho! This is I told
1: you he's the X Factor here. This is gonna be fun. It's just like you do like to have fun in movies, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of movies on my list that are very fun. All right. So uh, Gardens of the Galaxy was my uh Suddenly sp- uh, 42.
1: Superman Quest for Peace is gonna be on here number seven. You dare besmirch
2: you're- nuclear man. <laughs> so
1: good.
0: You're, you're laughing for all the wrong reasons in that book. <laughs> Yeah, this one just, dude, this one is so much fun to go back and watch every single time. Where just, is it on your list? Yeah. It's number nine on my okay. list. Uh, but it's incredibly funny. And the way they're introduced, the story he goes on is very huge. I think it's about this side of Captain America, maybe the most vulnerable story that you have mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the MCU with Star-Lord and his mom and that connection. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in the sequel with his dad, uh, there's a lot he's trying to work out. The Gamora stuff with Thanos is an interesting Uh, uh, storyline to throw into the MCU and the Nebula, all that with Mm -hmm. the uh, sibling rivalry. Then you get Rocket having his emotional moments. You know, I didn't ask to be this. Mm -hmm. And Groot, and then Groot the ending. All of that is just Mm -hmm. so much. Oh, and then there's great humor throughout this whole thing. So every one of these people have these very powerfully emotional stories. Drax having lost his family and his wife and his children to to Ronan. All of this thrown into the mix but still with jokes, still with unique humor, beautiful, vibrant colors, incredible cinematography, and great
1: story. I mean, it's such a good film. I, on paper, when I heard about this, oh, yeah. it's like, hold on, There's a fucking talking tree and a talking raccoon? <laughs> really, Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> like, I had never read this comic. Uh, I had never heard of it mm-hmm. before it got announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I text Gabe, my nephew, and he was like, Look, I think they can pull this off,
2: and if they do, it's going to be fantastic. It was it was the one where I walked into that theater being like, this is going to be your first bomb, Marvel. Yeah. So you, you just Award. made your first bomb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Talking yeah. raccoon. And they did uh, pull it off. Yeah. yeah. Easily pulled it off. And with great, like, I, I love that ultimately he just kind of wants to steal things to steal things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a great, you know, it gets him into trouble in the second one from the outset. Uh, but taking that dude's eye for no other reason than just because it made him laugh. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Just a terrible person. He's a terrible person. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, take Chris Pratt, a overweight TV actor, and be like, we're going to hang right a huge potential franchise mm-hmm. on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really good. Yeah, also, uh, when you look at this thing, James Gunn, like the
0: task he had... Mm. Is, it, this was the first one where people were like, "Wait," because Iron Man, you at least kind of knew, and mm-hmm. most yeah. of the mainstream comic people knew who Iron Man was. You talk Guardians of the Galaxy; you're going way deeper into the cuts of Marvel, and how are you going? It's not even the original Guardians of the Galaxy crew. They went with a version that they could work with, uh, yeah. and these, and it ended up working out in such a great way. Um, I remember going to see it uh, at a; they had a screening of 10 minutes of the movie at AMC and okay. it was you could get like a ticket mm-hmm. and you could go it was like I think it was like a month before the movie came out what were the 10 minutes they showed they showed the prison the entire prison okay. sequence makes where, sense mm-hmm. where they, so because just from the opening where you see nowhere and you see how how vibrant the colors mm-hmm. of space are in mm-hmm. James Gunn's world of the Guardians of the Galaxy and then everything that happens in the, in the the sequence and the fighting and all that the, it all ends up and how they leave and escape that whole thing you're just like holy shit if the rest of the movie is like this, this is going to be brilliant.
1: Yeah. And damn if it wasn't. So, you know. And the uh, color's a good point because before James Gunn, everything had the same color scheme. Yeah. And he brought in oranges and purples, mm, purples. and all these vibrant colors yeah. that now it's bled yeah. over into other movies. Yeah. They've kind of, yeah. they've gotten out of that basically we're blue and gray kind of mm-hmm. overtones. Yeah, sort souls. of the
2: Star Trek color in space.
0: Yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of. Good yeah. point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, All right, that was your number six? Yep. All right, so then my number 10, we start with me, right? Superman the movie. That's my number 10. Mine is higher. (laughs) Oh, so it's higher than. uh, It's in your top five? It's It's in in my top top five. Jason Inman. (laughs) I love it. All right, so I said my number nine are Guardians of the Galaxy. Number eight is Captain America Civil War.
1: I, I only put one cap on mine. Okay. Civil
0: War's a good one, not on my list. Okay. I like Civil War because, A, How the fuck do you get all these superheroes into one movie no one really thought it was possible? And then having all the different interactions you have with these heroes throughout that movie was incredible to witness. Mm -hmm. I I never thought as a child who grew up reading comic books when it was not cool to read comic books and you got beat up for reading comic books, when you would see the wide open panels, the double panels, the page full of battle sequences, you never thought you would see this on Screen, you always thought, oh, wouldn't this be great to be a movie? And then there it is in in the airport scene, right? And then you have the beginnings here of this whole idea of, well, what does Bucky override everybody else? Does saving your best friend? mean more than saving the rest of the world or having him be punished for the things that he did and other people getting involved going, no, man, you're too short-sighted here. You're just holding on because it's nostalgia and he's your old friend and you have no one else in the world but him Mm -hmm. that you remember from your times. You're not seeing straight... You throw in all this other stuff going on with, with uh, Iron Man and, to- uh, Iron Man and uh, uh, Steve Rogers through the whole thing. Tony Stark, Steve Rogers through the whole thing. It is the slamming together of two different philosophies. And the world had become so big enough in the MCU that that could be a possibility a believable possibility. Yeah. And I was so surprised by this that by the time we get to that end battle scene, which is one of the greatest fight scenes in any superhero movie ever with Bucky and Captain America versus Iron Man, you're just like, what the fuck? And so all around, I just was really surprised how much I enjoyed the movie um, and never found myself bored with it. And I was worried because with Avengers Age of Ultron, I was completely bored in the first hour of that movie and then yeah. picked up. It's got flaws. Yeah. So this one, I was really surprised what they were able to do coming out of, uh, uh, of Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah. And plus, I like the uh, villain Daniel Brühl's yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Baron yeah Zemo. Zemo. Yeah, Zemo, just a mm-hmm. just dude. Yeah. they yep. managed to get a couple pieces of information and orchestrate all this and destroy the Avengers.
2: Well, he
0: exposed the fishes that were already yeah. there. Yeah. 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 You know, because get,
2: there's a, there, that movie had the <coughs> baton of having to pick up Spider Man. Yeah. And having to yeah. prove that Spider Man could work in the MCU. Because right. remember, there were some arguments for that movie where people oh, were like, yeah. I don't know, maybe Spider Man shouldn't be in the MCU. I don't need know. another
1: origin story. Yeah. I just want, you know, whatever. Yep. And then. Yeah. And yeah. it works. It, it really, works. It really, it really, yeah. really works. Up until that point, after walking out of that, I was like, that's the best Spider-Man I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah? 100%. From that yeah. small bit, uh, you know. And mm. when Ant-Man goes gigantic in the theater, I'm not even kidding. I was like, oh, and, you know, like, yeah. just <laughs> so excited because that was comic books. Yeah. yeah. I never thought I'd see that. Yeah. We're just like, oh, shit. That is awesome that they brought, you know, this, the, into this huge battle scene mm. whatnot. Yeah. Let's, let's have fun with a character. Like, oh, that was one of my favorite things that he could do. Because it was always going small, and then I remember reading one day, and like he can go big. Of course, he can go big. Yeah, right, he's just reversing the process. Like I don't know, reversing polarity. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I uh, I knocked that movie. Didn't make my list because I always felt they uh, they did uh, Peggy Carter dirty. She only gets one scene.
0: Oh right, her, de- de- her death her de- scene de- in the her bed. Death to yeah, me, in yeah. a movie
2: like Civil War, yeah. like it's it's meaningless. Yeah. It doesn't really affect the plot at all. Whereas her scene in Winter Soldier is like so important. Yeah, and he's such an important character to her. So I thought in Civil War. I thought they should have just placed that scene somewhere else, okay. or in some other movie. Okay. Okay. Right, right, so, fair.
0: That's yeah. I can respect that. Uh, all right, then my number seven uh, is Watchmen. Not on my list. Not on my list. Yeah, that's fair. Listen, I don't know how to tell you guys, but this movie is just—it is a movie I have started to come back to over the last year, multiple times, over and over and over again. This is the director's cut. The director's cut. It is—it says so much about our society still. It says so much about how we're built as human beings and about what real heroes would be actually like in a real world. And I think it's when you get... Like I said, the director's cut is where you move past the comic book. And in the first cut that he released is where it felt like he was just tracing uh, Watchmen out of Alan Moore's comic book. To see what he does with it in a director's cut is incredible to me. And the characters, the acting... Everything I feel for everybody in that movie, except for Malin Ackerman. she's the only one that kind of, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. me, really bothers me. <laughs> Everyone else is inc- is fantastic. Ozzy is all of them. Sally Jupiter, yeah, all of them are great. But for whatever reason, I just I just don't buy Malin
2: Ackerman. I, I've in come movie. around on that movie too. That that yeah. movie is in my top fifteen. Yeah, of the super oh. movies. Yeah, it's right. it's it's really. I I did not like it the first time Me I saw too. it. Me too. Because yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, it, he is too literal to yeah. the comic books. Weird. Yeah. And you are correct. The director's cut like expands it a little bit more yeah. and lets you see it. And I really think Billy Crudup as Dr. Manhattan is just amazing. That sequence fantastic. where you see his entire life, I think, is really good. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: It, it is one of the most heartbreaking, mm-hmm. heartbreaking origin stories you'll ever see in any film. Just the scene where he's looking out the window and the two people realize what's about to happen to him. Yeah. His, two fr- his, his girlfriend and his friend, mm-hmm. and they're in horror... For what's going to happen to him. And then when he reappears and everything that happens with him. And like it's realistic right. Oh someone got can't. They tried to undercut him because he's so powerful. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be jealous of the fact that you are what you are. And they're going to come and find some way to undercut you. Mm -hmm. Even as all powerful as you are as Dr. Mm -hmm. Manhattan. You know and it's not clean. He's killing these Vietnamese soldiers. Why are you doing that? Why are you choosing a side? If you have this ability to see the why why are you choosing a side you know why cuz he's still human at his core and he has to go through the process of yeah. understanding and that's, one, that's one, so of, great. one of
2: the most nihilistic moments in all of media. It originally, this is word for word from the graphic novel, but they do it in the movie and when it's delivered by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, it hits you even further. There's this moment where they're in the 70s and they're fighting riots (laughs) and Night Owl jumps down and he goes, and they beat up a bunch of people and he goes, what happened to the American dream? And Night Owl just like, or excuse me, the comedian cackles and goes, (laughs) you're looking at it. And then goes to beat some people and you're like, whoa, but, it's sadly true. Yes. Yeah, it is.
1: It is. <laughs> yes. To hold up, to prop up the ideal yep. of what we want and those individuals in power. Right. Whatnot? not, there's going to be boots on the ground, collateral damage, yep. and people yep. are going to have to be basically put under the thumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. It's that in really- Rorschach. Oh, yeah. yeah. The first time I saw it I was like, holy shit. I never thought that could come to life on screen yeah. so beautifully. Yeah. I hope the HBO series, I hope it's good. I
0: hope it's good because... There is so much going on in our world now Mm -hmm. that can absolutely be translated into the Watchmen universe effectively the doomsday clock is a cool is interesting and i've been enjoying it. it's not great but i've been enjoying oh, it's not it. even close to great uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i've been enjoying it's readable is what i would say yeah but like this series has to really knock it out of the park because there's i so I trust the writer. there's a I, wealth of yeah. stuff i You're trust right?
2: damon linlop i have heard yeah. that this was his passion project that this was the thing wow after leftovers uh and if you haven't seen leftovers it's amazing incredible. Uh, it's one of the best television shows ever made and yeah. apparently hbo went to him and said You can make any TV show. What do you want to do? And he said, "Watchmen." Wow! It was like his first first thing out of his mouth. So I I trust that he has an idea or he has some sort of take on it that he's been wanting to do for quite a while. Do you know?
1: Is it going into it? Okay, but I'm only going to do it for two seasons or three seasons. No, I have no idea. Okay.
2: Nobody. See, here's the weird thing. (coughs) Nobody knows it. Like we're like a month away from it premiering. Nobody even knows what it's about. We don't even know. We don't know if it's a sequel, a remake, whether he's just doing the graphic novel again with his own original characters. Nobody knows. Right. Right. He's kept it so secret. Which it's is smart. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, I'd rather go in blind. And listen, yeah. I would fear not because in a little over a month's time, HBO is going to release a movie that's definitely going to win Oscar for best picture. Okay. Which is the Deadwood movie? <laughs> ah, yeah, <that is> <laughs> yes, agreed. So they're going to be riding high on that, and then boom, Watchmen comes out. This yep. thing's going to—I mean, it's, it's going to only be- a month away.
0: Yeah. Shit, I better start yep. my binge on Deadwood soon. Yep. Which, yeah. yeah Don't gonna... worry.
1: You got an encyclopedia yep. right here, my yeah, man. I know, yeah. I know.
2: Yep. We're going to see all the dragons die. <laughs> we're going to see. Uh, uh, the and then, j- then we're going to see the real dragon, yep. Swearinger, come yeah, back. Yeah, so I mean, Swearinger, come back. Can't and then, wait. And then Rorschach's going to come back somehow. <laughs> yep. I hope I'm so. I'm down. I'm
1: down. I hope so. <laughs> well, look, do
0: you ever just not go with anything straight? No. Uh, <laughs> all right, my number six is uh, Thor Ragnarok.
2: Uh, that's a punt. Okay. Not on my list. <laughs> oh,
0: God, damn. This is <laughs> great. <laughs>
1: Let's. I. Well, I mean, what is on your list? <laughs> Without further ado,
2: let's yeah, find out. What esoteric? talk about
0: Thor, Thor Ragnarok? No, no, because it's, oh, it's, it's higher it's up. One. Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: So what's your number uh, <laughs> ten? My number ten is Avengers: Infinity War. Oh, that's a punt. Um, that's, a punt. Yep. that's a punt. All right, 10, All right. Talk about it. Uh, my number nine is Unbreakable.
1: Oh, nice Couldn't choice. Do it. Couldn't nice do it.
2: Choice, man. Uh, on your list at all? No. Okay. Nice choice, um, though, man. Unbreakable. Is such an interesting movie because mm-hmm. it is made before the Marvel Cinematic Universe blows our world open. It yeah. is made mm-hmm. before Christopher Nolan blows our world open. Mm-hmm. At that point, all we had was the Schumacher movies, one X-Men movie, and this beats Spider-Man too. So we hadn't even had the Sam yeah. Raimi Spider-Man. So at this point, here comes In Night Shyamalan with this like weird, quiet, sad, delicate, very... Interesting Superman origin story about a sad sack guy who wants, who does not want to be a superhero at all and thinks comic books are stupid for most of the movie. And us, the audience, are watching this movie because we're with Elijah Price and, you know, we're telling this main character, you need to be a superhero. And then when he finally becomes a superhero, we learn the audience that, oh, we like comic book characters. We're evil. Yeah. We are (laughs) wrong and we are evil and we're terrible. And what. A uh, hellacious thing to say to your audience. Uh, but I think, the, again, it's such brilliant filming. It has an amazing score. Um, there is a reason why for 14 years, or even longer than that, uh, Glass came out this year, so it had mm. been 18 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, we've wanted a sequel to this movie for 18 years. Now, for me, yeah, yeah. it didn't quite deliver what I wanted. But <coughs> Unbreakable is so amazing because they sometimes say that the best story of a superhero is the origin once you move past the origin, like once Superman becomes Superman, that he's not interested anymore, mm. but coming from a planet and going to Kansas Farm, all that stuff like that. Same with Batman. I've heard yeah. it too. Once he comes back and puts on the Batsuit, story over. And yeah. there's something to be said because once you enter that second part of the superhero story, it's always continually second act. They can never fully beat the heroes. They can never mm. fully save the world. Yeah. So at least with the superhero origin, they get their goal. And Unbreakable to me is just, it's such a... Brilliant! It might possibly be the best superhero origin we've ever seen on film, in my wow. opinion. It, it's so subtle and it's so th- strong.
1: Still, I think you need, like we didn't, because we mm. it's come up numerous times on yeah, the show. Yeah. Yeah. Had I known it was a superhero origin story going into it, yeah, um, you know, you had inklings yeah. and you had uh, mm. uh, shots of in the rain and the pool and the tarp and all that jazz in the mm. trailer, but I didn't know. And I think it, it makes it an infinitely better film the second time. Yes, you yes. see it. Sure. Going into a blind the first time, you're like, man, this thing's fucking dragging. And by the end, (laughs) when you do the pivot with glass, and he was like, it was me, and he figures it all out, I was like, oh, Shyamalan, there you go, Mm -hmm. there's a nice twist. Mm -hmm. Like, that was your hook for the longest time, and it kind of got... you know just so ridiculous when's the twist coming I also think it
2: probably has the best cinematography of any movie on my entire list Mm. go back and look at the cinematography of that movie he does like lots of subtle little tricks like every time Elijah Price is introduced into a new location the camera's upside down Yes. and it turns into a new way. Which uh, happens in Glass as well. It happens in every, almost every introduction of Elijah in Glass yep. as well. He yep. keeps that little, and he's very subtle with colors as well, Like, which is a nice yeah. little yeah. let you see the storyline. So I'll that's, defend. That's, I'll, what my yeah, number, that's a great that's, point. That's my okay. number nine. Okay. Uh, my number eight is Iron Man 1. That was the three movies fighting out for oh, number 10. It was okay. the first Iron Man. you
1: got to
0: get you know, respect. Nope. I had to choose between that one or Superman the movie, and I had to go with Superman the movie. I yeah. think it's a stronger I one. pillar. I wanted to. It's a stronger pillar for me.
2: Uh. I put Iron Man 1 because again, it sets the tone for the yep. entire Marvel Cinematic yes, Universe. Totally logical. Uh, it's the first Nick Fury movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you think about that. And you've got Woody Banner, Bright Colors, uh, really cool pop culture references. Um, the movie basically still holds up. Like the the we- yeah. the weakness of the movie right now for me, and I, I watched it like six months ago, is the CGI. But yeah, agreed. luckily, they built. It's the only Iron Man movie that they actually built a practical suit. So most of the shots are actually a real Iron Man suit standing yeah. here. It's a, it's a nitpick of mine, and I, this happened in Avengers Infinity War, which I just watched a couple of nights ago. Now they all wear mocap suits, yeah. and Robert Downey Jr. floats through the movie as Iron Man when every time he doesn't have his mask on, yeah. it, it bothers the shit out of me every time now. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it drives me insane because I'm like, at least make the chest plate, guys. For God's sake, at least make the chest plate. But no, like Robert Downey's Ghost Head floats through Infinity War through most of the movie, um, yeah. and so this one they have practical, and it's something interesting that it's sort of Tony Stark fighting his father. Yeah, yeah. And the interesting thing is too is that this is the only movie out of 22 Marvel Cinematic Universes where uh, universe movies where Tony Stark actually has an arc, because hmm. think about it. He go the whole theme of this movie is Tony Stark. You don't have a heart, right? So yeah. he loses his heart. He gets a new heart that's built by Iron Man. He becomes the Iron Man suit. He saves somebody. Pepper gives him a fake heart. And he becomes a good person at the end of the movie. Okay. Now, we go to Iron Man 2. Start of the movie is, "Ah, I don't care. Fuck you, Tony Stark. You know, like, he completely forgot his art. back to that. Iron Man 1. And he's continued that. (coughs) It's one of my favorite moments in Avengers Infinity War is when Doctor Strange looks at Tony Stark. And it's my prediction and it's my feeling behind the writing of this that the reason why Doctor Strange does not like Tony Stark at the beginning is because Doctor Strange looks at, the, looks at that guy and says, oh, that was me before I went through all this. Right. That, I was an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a to a cocky me, jerk. Yeah. But, that, but then when you remember Iron Man 1, you're like, well, no, no, Tony got past that yeah. until he didn't. Right. So again, uh, Iron Man 1 gets on my list because of that, and also because it was a movie without a script. They filmed it without any dialogue. All the dialogue oh, really? All the dialogue in that movie is improv what? Yep. I did not know yep. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges quit the movie three days in because he hated not having a script, and John Favreau had to convince him to come back to the movie. Wow. Uh, John Favreau... How have we never yep. heard that? Holy John shit. Jon Favreau had two choices because Paramount released the movies back then, and Paramount gave them a hard May deadline, and they started shooting in September the year before. Wow. John Favreau had two choices. He could either finish the script because they had apparently like a 30, 40-page outline, mm-hmm. so they knew what all okay. oh, the scenes were going to be. What, yeah. Yeah. They didn't have the dialogue, and if he could do that. He could finish the script, or he could make sure that the Iron Man suit looked good. He chose the Iron Man suit, uh, and then they, smart, and then went into rehearsals. So like the Burger King line, it's completely no. improv. Wow. Well, I mean, all
1: that because that's that's uh, when Downey hit his lowest. Mm-hmm. He had Burger King. His rock bottom mm-hmm. was eating a Burger King burger, and that's when he decided to get his, you know turn his life around. <laughs> so to bring that into Stark at his lowest yeah, point, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, this yeah. is such a great wink to the man himself, yeah, because kind of this is his rebirth into mainstream society. Hopefully, yeah. this goes well. You know, people embrace it, and he can have a career again, because we all agreed. That dude can act. Yeah. 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 That was never the problem. Yeah, it's just drugs and getting into, you know, trouble. But because
2: of that type of stuff, like, Iron Man 1 has a weird energy to the dialogue, because it's improv, that you don't feel in the other movies. (laughs) That's a great point. But but it's insane (laughs) to think about. They started this whole universe shooting with no script. Well, what's even more insane (laughs) is the guy who quit the movie, in
0: my opinion is unfairly vilified as one of not the best villains in the MCU. I think Obadiah Stane is fantastic. Obadiah Stane yeah,
2: great is Iron Man's best villain. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely. All, all, all yeah. Yep. In any of the yep. movies, not even close. Just yeah.
0: that scene where he puts his arm around him and he's going into that deep register and you're like, oh, this fucker is operating on a level of evil we haven't seen and before. And he also has one of
2: the best lines in the MCU. It's something like, uh, Tony Stark built this with sticks and a cave or whatever he says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever that, that he grumbles. Poor Peter um, Billingsley. Yep. Right, what's your number seven? Uh, uh, my number seven is Wonder Woman. Damn, um, Jason! Is that on your list? No, no, not on my list. I either. didn't I, think it would I, th-
1: would. I thought it might make your list. Nah.
2: I had to put Wonder Woman on here, and I, <laughs> I, I'm easily concede that it has uh, not a great third act. But yeah. so do lots of superhero movies. Sure, that's fair. But for me, uh, Gal Gadot completely embodies Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. She does knocks it out of the park. It's one of Chris Pine's best performances he's ever given. I agree. And I dare you. To tell me any superhero movie in the last five years that can give you goosebumps like her walking through no man's land. Not one not only is that such an amazing sequence that is just her, the symbolism of her walking across no man's land and all these men be like, you can't do it, you can't do it. But there's just something about the way it's shot and the music by uh Gregerson, Henry? Yeah, Gregerson, Henry Gregerson was... Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, that sequence alone, to me, puts it up on this list. Um, I debated how high I was going to put it on the list because, mm. again, I know it has a lot of problems. But you also... Same same with Black Panther. You have to give this... A, like, this is the first female solo superhero movie. Yeah. Right. And they did knock it out of the park. Right. And, it, and, and at a time when everybody expected every DC movie to be shitty. Yeah. And it's it, it was the That's first DC
1: movie. It was, it was the first one outside of Chris Nolan.
2: Yes. Exactly. Right. Uh so so that that movie like <coughs> I, I get a special enjoyment every time I watch it just because it gives that one of the it's just like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a movie that like Wonder Woman should not have worked and it sort of does. Yeah. And it really, and I actually think it was a genius choice because Wonder Woman was actually set during World War II, to move it. To World War One, so mm-hmm. they don't step on the toes of Captain America.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, listen, I, I love this movie. I enjoy this movie. I, you know, it's on the fringes of getting in there. Um, the third act is—I get the issues with people have with the third act. I totally do, but I also agree with you, Jason. It's—it uh, is on level with uh, uh, Donner Superman.
2: I would say, yeah, 100%. The,
0: just the uh, to be able to bring to life someone who is so representative Uh, because she's essentially the first female superhero of the DC universe, maybe not in history, but certainly when people think about the first female superhero in DC. She's the first solo superhero of DC history. Yeah, Wonder Woman is who you think Mm. about, right? So she's a standard bearer. And I I get the No Man's Land scene, and I know people feel goosebumps. I've never felt the goosebumps to the level that other people do. Mm. The goosebumps, I feel, is when Pine and her have that exchange before he gets on the plane. Yeah, that's a good one great moment. When you come back to it and you hear what they said to Mm. each other, You're like fuck. That is devastating. So what you said earlier about well, any romance with uh, Deadpool that rivals it, this romance rivals it in that moment. As as I feel, Superman the movie at certain moments rivals it as well. But I think this moment for me is the one that gives me goosebumps and and made me love the film. I do think they so much. I do
2: think they earn it in that absolutely do
0: absolutely because it's believable. Because Pine, like you said, Pine never is never more interesting or charming Mm -hmm. or vulnerable. and I think he usually, I, he's usually pretty standard. Yeah, like when he pretty, plays as
1: Captain Kirk. He's pretty cool. Pretty well.
0: Hell or a, High Water and Wonder sure, Woman yeah. are two best performances mm. I've yeah. seen from him.
1: Yeah, I just I, wanna, I always want to like him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So faces. it was nice to see him in this uh, and succeeding and bringing something mm. to that most superhero films lack. I still think Deadpool's love story is more real to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, the watch thing. At yeah, the end, yeah, yeah, it's a great team. Yeah. It's a great yep. team. They're the best parts to me of that movie. Yeah, well, it was also it's interesting. We,
2: we walked out of Wonder Woman. We were looking at the Justice League movie in the same year. Justice League movie was right. the same year right. as Wonder Woman. Right, and we everybody walked out of Wonder Woman being like, "Oh man, Wonder at least Wonder Woman's going to be awesome." <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that's one thing everybody was like agreed on. We're, like Wonder Woman's gonna be awesome. Justice League, yeah. yeah. And then you you notice too because WB's marketing for all the Justice League trailers suddenly all began with Wonder Woman. Oh plus. yeah, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> she she led, make that much money at uh, Hall H. You know. She led the whole panel discussion yep. yeah, for yeah. Justice League. Ben was like. Just an afterthought on the side. <laughs> it was really, it was really cool. telling to see. Yeah. yeah, but she is the star of their yep. universe. Right. Yep. She wasn't supposed to be. No. It's supposed no. to be Ben and Batman. Yep. But it's very much
2: <laughs> her. But uh, yeah, her movie, like, just man, like it's, yeah, I agree to. They're they're gonna be for the next twenty years. They're gonna be a, a bunch of women that are gonna grow up, and this is gonna be their favorite. Yeah. Movie, yeah. Superhero yeah. Movie. So. Absolutely. What's uh, number six? My number six is Spider-Man Two, okay, which is the best Spider-Man movie. Uh, well, second best. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Second best. Second, uh, I would even say third best. Second best. Woo! I would go that far. I would uh, say third best. This is the only Spider-Man movie until very recently that showed basically Peter Parker how he is in the comic books. Peter Parker in the comic books is the guy whose biggest enemy is not Dr. Octopus, it's not the Green Goblin, it's not even clones, it's Poverty. Uh, He's constantly fighting. You're right. You're right. He's taking those pictures and everything. He can't pay his rent. He can't keep down a job. He can't do this stuff. This is the first (laughs) one of it. Um, Plus, his villain is, this is the best Spider-Man villain of all the movies because not only do you have the nuanced performance of Alfred Molina, but he's not so cuckoo bananas in the third act, which Mm -hmm. a lot of superhero villains are. They're so crazy by the time you get to the third act. They're just like, I want to kill you. I want to kill you. Instead, this movie remembers, no, he's a real person. Yeah. Yeah. And the end battle is Peter's like, you gotta help me. And he's like, Oh, you're right. Yeah. I will help you. And he he actually saves the day at the it's end incredible. of the movie. It's incredible. It's an amazing moment. Mm. Um, also, I love the sequence where he saves the train mm. and the little kid says, We'll keep your secret. Yeah. I yeah. could not believe that that sequence almost gave me tears when I saw it the first time because I was like, I cannot believe. This is amazing, but when you think about it, you're like, if you live in a world of superheroes and you love Spider-Man, you mm-hmm. would do that. Mm-hmm. You would protect this yeah. guy. And then there's that one, there's the older dude in that same scene who goes, "He's the same age as my kid." Yes, and you're like, "Oh my god!" That's like, the moment. Like that's an amazing movie. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to say that this is the only superhero movie that I know of that uh, has a story by a Pulitzer Prize winner, uh, Michael my, Michael Ch- uh, Michael Chabon, huh? uh, writer oh, yeah. of Cal- *Cavalier and Clay*. Uh, it, it, to me, just it just there's something special about this movie, I also, and it's it. It is until very recently was my favorite Spider-Man
0: movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's fair. I, I also like the moment where he's telling, where he's talking to MJ when he's holding up the big thing and mm-hmm. uh, near the end there, the big wall. Yeah, and he's telling her, he's like, "It's this is getting heavy." Like they have this connection mm-hmm. with each other, and it's the I think it's the first time you see Mary Jane and Peter. As, like, fully in love and as a couple and everything like that. It's a very move. And Toby is incredible in that moment. Incredible. I also
2: will say if you're ever depressed and feeling down, Mm -hmm. put on Spider Man 2 and fast forward to the scene where Aunt May is having the garage sale (laughs) and little Henry's helping her clear clear out the comic books. Because Peter, like, basically shows up and he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't have my powers. I don't have my suit. I don't know what to do. And Aunt May gives one of the best mom pep talks I have ever ever heard committed to film and basically like because at the end of that pep talk he's basically like yeah i can be spider-man <laughs> and you'll fill it too so it works oh i like so it so that's my number yeah. six
1: all right what's your number five brother uh number five this is another tough one okay i went back and forth so it's two from the same one but i'm like yeah incredibles too wow okay i love, I love both of them but i genuinely think The second one, and I'm in the minority. Most Mm. people thought it was fine. They prefer Mm -hmm. the first one. But the second one, A, they got way more humor in it, which is, you know, it's a Disney Pixar movie. And they have a certain mantle to uphold from the first one and to have a baby fighting a raccoon. And I'm (laughs) dying laughing in the middle of this complex story about, uh, you know, a sense of identity for Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, mm-hmm. and then the kids moving to new schools and whatnot, and him having to reassess uh, who he is as a father. On top of that, the villain is someone called Screenslaver that is basically saying all of us in modern society we're addicted to our screens. We believe everything we say. Mm-hmm. It's That is an all-encompassment of our life. And there's a great little... uh when he, you know, she breaks into Ms. Incredible into the lair, the fake lair. Mm-hmm. The one they said she sets up the uh, pizza boy, the screenslaver yes. does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where he, that that kid gets framed, but when she breaks in, there's a hypnotic off-kilter Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. And just like BAM, this is exactly the the villain in this is Disney is all these huge multinational companies now that control everything we see, all yeah. the news we get, all mm-hmm. the entertainment mm-hmm. we get. And this is the villain they chose and somehow everybody went, This is fine. This yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is fine. It's twenty five percent of Hollywood, and we're okay with it. Yeah, well, I mean, it made money, so ultimately, yeah. the yep. business doesn't care.
1: Nope. But this is a destruction of everything. Please go outside. This is all. That's mm-hmm. all this movie is saying. Mm-hmm. Go fucking outside. It's mm-hmm. uh, turned to Ferris Bule You, this, it's over.
0: Yeah, go outside.
3: Get out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but also, what's interesting about the film too, Matt, is it, it, there's two subtle because I also think it's kind of a playfully subtle dig. At their fellow stablemate Marvel with the Raccoon versus the Baby, it's just not like Rocket Raccoon. It's like Marvel versus this Incredibles okay. stu- too. Mm-hmm. I've always found that that was like a, a little bit of a very
1: subtle. Thing I felt that, that they more with their... the
2: with the other replacement heroes. Like oh they're, yeah, they're, they're coming all, in,
1: cause cause all, they're all, all these random, random stupid yeah, yeah, names. They're all <laughs> really lame. They are yeah. Oh, I'm the Void. <laughs> so that's what I
0: think I think they're making fun. And the, the also old man think... with acid reflex yeah. that just yeah, pukes yeah. on <laughs> things. All of it. I think they're just making fun all around about it. And then also. I also found it interesting the way, and this is—I want, want to make sure if I, I say this correctly—they kind of push back on this notion that just because you're female, you're, ne- you're automatically a oh, yeah. hero. With the whole thing mm-hmm. with uh, with the sister, uh, yeah, with the sister and with uh, 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 Mrs. Incredible, because she's using her, mm-hmm. and the idea that a woman hero is what's in nowadays to manipulate the public into a situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this movie really works on a lot of subtle. Tight rope dangerous mm-hmm. levels and I can't believe it pulled it
1: off plus it has yeah. Bob Odenkirk yes it does it Does the great Bob does. Odenkirk as the, the brother plus. yeah I just thought you know the fucking you know who changed math just <laughs> being so upset in that moment It's a real sh- thing though they have yeah, they've yeah. changed it I've they've seen the breakdown math. and I was like yeah. this doesn't why would you do this it was fine for thousands yeah. of years right yeah. uh, well, you know, what's great is it
0: doesn't cop out he puts the work in he does. to figure it out. It doesn't cop out in it. I'm just an <laughs> idiot Kevin James' husband. It I, He actually puts the work in yeah. and figures it out. And that says something about why he was successful as
1: a mm-hmm. as a leader of superheroes and mm-hmm. as a superhero himself. I'd like uh, Later on, having come to Violet, when he realizes that erasing that kid's oh, memory yeah, did yeah, yeah, more yeah. damage than that kid having any idea of mm-hmm. what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Because what he did, the, the damage to his daughter... Because it's somebody she liked, and then they go to that fucking restaurant and he doesn't remember her, but whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she goes to order something and realizes it's him and her shooting water or milk or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was out of her nose. I was crying laughing uh, yeah. in the theater. Yep. Just this awkward teenage moment mm-hmm. now in the midst of a superhero film about family. Right. I, yeah. I know I'm in the minority. Most people still prefer the first one, but man, that second one was so good to this me. This is why it's our list. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's whatever, man. Uh, All right. So then I'm doing my four. Okay. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Are we still punting? Mm, that's my number three. So okay. are we punting? We'll punt. Okay. We're What's punting. your five?
0: Uh, my five is uh, Captain America Winter Soldier.
1: That okay.
2: is also
0: my five.
1: Oh, oh. nice. <laughs> and that was my nine. Okay.
0: Uh, this film, God damn it, Jason. This <laughs> film, I mean, on so many levels, just because it's, it's, it's one of these superhero movies in the MCU that it's almost irrelevant that he's Captain America. Yeah. It's a political espionage it is. thriller film. It's a film Cold War the 70s. movie. Yeah. It is. And it's incredibly brilliant in that way. From beginning to end, the question of are we doing the right thing mm-hmm. is fury gets found out big time this time by Steve Rogers like he's had his hints he's had his concerns about fury yeah. this is the first time where two philosophies are slamming into each other Mr. Overprotective want to know everybody's shit versus hey I thought we stood for principles and morals and ethics in this country that's what we were founded on you're violating them just to maintain power and we see that going on a lot over the last few years in our world and in our, con- yep. in our country but in our world as well and I think that. That is why it's such a massively important film. It is working on higher levels than most mm-hmm. superhero films work on. And you get Robert Redford as a villain, which is yeah, pretty yeah, badass. It is amazing. You yeah. rarely see that. Yeah. Uh, and then the inventiveness of who, of, of faking, uh, I think this was where they fake uh, uh, Fury's death and everything. Is yes. this the one? Yeah. yeah and then, yeah, yeah. then the fight with Bucky out on the fucking highway. It's just so brilliant on so many levels on what it does and what it introduces. And its I think it's one of the toughest and best performances, Chris Evans delivers as Captain America from mm-hmm. beginning to end in a movie, and uh, it's one I go back to all the fucking time of all the MCU movies. Winter Soldier is one I go back to multiple, multiple times because it works on uh, works as more than just a superhero movie. Yeah. yeah,
2: this is this is the movie to me that was no longer a movie. This was the first Marvel cinematic film. Yeah, when I saw Great this, points. I was like, "This is." Yeah, and I agree with you. I every time I've rewatched it. I get sucked in by it every Mm -hmm. single time. Mm -hmm. Um, I I always think that, like this movie for me. You talk about the freedom versus fear. Like to me, this Mm -hmm. is the perfect metaphor for a demobilized soldier who doesn't know how to navigate the world. Yeah, this is it is running through that entire movie. Great point. Even when you look at the subtleness of like now, everybody talks about that elevator scene, one of the greatest fights committed to action movie history. Uh, Think about it this way: this is. Everybody that's in that elevator around him, surrounding him, boxing him in, he's a tight space, he's in a glass elevator, <laughs> uh, telling him what to do, telling him where to go, telling him what to think, telling him what to do. He has to bust out of it. He has to fight yeah. his way out. The subtleness goes that freaking deep. I, awesome. it, it is so amazing that we did this movie. This is a storyline that Captain America had in the 70s several times, but we, yeah. they, they put it yeah. on film that it's like, Captain America has to realize he cannot... Follow orders anymore, mm-hmm. and that is such an amazing storyline. Yeah,
1: it is. Um, and I also like the idea that. So a lot of times within superhero movies, my problem is, and I brought it up on the show before, is mm-hmm. I never believe the hero is going to lose. Yeah, you know, this is what kills Mission Impossible's for me. Tom <laughs> sure. Cruise is going to crush <laughs> everything. So the stakes of which of those movies to me is just like, yeah, but until Tom Cruise possible
2: eulogy, the one where he actually dies on film. Maybe <laughs> I think we're going to see him die. There will be I a really point. Do.
1: He will go out in some glorious fashion, yep, saving the world. Yep. And it'll be in its contract that you have to release the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No doubt. But in this one, the idea that Hydra managed to, uh, through subterfuge, get to the head of a, a military you know, arm of the government that could put up these huge, big brother with lasers in the sky yeah. and just take out any target, and now they control the world from the sky. It's just utterly like ridiculous, and it's a great villain in that I know ultimately Captain America is going to win. But to create something like that, the, the effective control of which would be complete, Yeah. whereas I never believed with, with uh, like Ultron. It's like, dude, you are yeah. going to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose so hard. It's not even funny. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's just like, man, if things don't go the right way, hypothetically, they could have won. It had been very easy for mm-hmm. HYDRA to institute their world order. Yeah. That's a good villain. Yeah, agreed. Uh, then my number four, which is, I've got a feeling it's
0: going to be a punt, is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, punt. It's a punt. Yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Uh, I have my reasons. Uh, all right. Uh, Jason, what's your number five? Oh, it was Winter Soldier. My number five is What's Winter your Soldier. number four?
2: My number four is The Incredibles, number one. Wow. Neither uh, okay.
0: one of these made my list. Interesting. Okay. Yeah,
2: I, I just think it's the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Sure, Um I understand your points for Incredibles two, but I think there's something to the original, the first one. I felt there were a lot of points where two kind of played the same beats that we saw in number one. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but I I think it's 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 so interesting because again, this movie comes out in 2004, pre MCU. Mm. This is a pre-MCU movie. There's also a pre-Christopher Nolan movie, and I, I think yeah. you have to judge movies that like knock it out of the park so ahead of time before we kind of figure out the mold. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because this is a movie that is not really... It's not 100% a superhero movie. It has a lot of James Bond elements yes. in well, it. well, the whole lair and, yeah. and showing up
1: yeah. into that world and, the like, the lava office. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, in the curtains that push mm-hmm. the lava away. I mean, look... Yeah. They, the scenes in that. It's, yeah. That's why it was a tough back and yeah. forth. I was like, I love that first one, though. And that amazing
2: it, Michael Giacchino score yeah. that really helps yeah. ensure it. But like it's, it, it also it, it has tinges of Watchmen. The movie begins mm. where superheroes are loved and then they're hated. Right. And, yeah. and it's like, how do you get beyond this idea? Um, and it also is an interesting look at, when you look at Syndrome, yeah, what it is being a super fan of this medium oh, and how far that can go. That is a prescient movie about mm. being a troll. Yes, that is a yeah, prescient
0: yeah, yeah. movie about being an internet troll <laughs> about your favorite franchise or superhero or artist. It is so prescient in that way because he annoyingly tries to be part of it. Hey, I yeah. want, I want to mm. be your sidekick. I want his be- fucking buddy. Yeah, and he goes, I don't dude I don't need yep. you here but he doesn't listen and keeps pushing and then gets in the situation and then becomes angry about it later on because the superhero who knows better tells you that you can't be part of something yet you keep insisting that you should yeah. because yep. you're too stupid to know that you shouldn't yep. and then you have to be then you become the villain because you're angry because someone told you the fucking truth about your uh, mm-hmm. uh, limited abilities at that time didn't mean you couldn't be in the future it yep. just meant at this time you couldn't do it yeah. and um, and all of that how, how it plays out for it, I, yeah it's just so brilliant well, for and, me
2: uh, Incredibles one hits the arc better of because Bob is this amazing superhero and he yeah. gets a better life and he and he becomes healthier when he is back to being a superhero yeah. but he's not able to beat the villain until he teams up right with yeah. the rest of his family like I like that it's like you're not by yourself you're a family and I I think movie one hits that better than movie the movie two I agree with that uh, and also I movie one has one of the greatest comic book villains of all time that deserves their own spinoff uh, the. The French mime called Bon, <laughs> bon, voyage? bon,
0: voyage? bon voyage is bon voyage. the best.
2: <laughs> when they have punny names oh, and they're that yep. good, it's yep. like, all right, yeah. What other every I time he, every time he shows up and he sees little buddy and he goes sucker <laughs> to blue I like I laugh every time
0: <laughs> yeah it's good oh, Edmo, Edna Mode is essentially cute if you're gonna go
1: down <laughs> yeah. the Bond comparison yeah. yeah meets Anna Wintour
0: exactly mm-hmm. and uh, but I would say also amidst um, all the humor and the fun action everything there's this great fucking moment I might cry talking about it but there's a great moment where he says to Elastigirl after they're about to go into oh, the yeah. battle and he mm-hmm. says to her I, I can't lose you again i don't think i could survive
2: yeah i just, cry i'm not, I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong, yeah, enough I'm not strong enough yeah
0: i cry every mm-hmm. fucking time it is such a great voice acting performance from yep. Craig T. Nelson in that moment and Holly Hunter you're just like fuck they threw this in here mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. like you already loved them as characters to throw this very real moment between a, a loving husband and a loving wife the stakes that you could die yeah. It's it paralyzes me yeah. to lose you. And I'll do anything possible to make sure that there's no chance that you could die because I wouldn't be able to survive without you. Yep. and then she says to him, We'll do it together. Mm-hmm. It won't happen that's like
2: fuck, man. And then doubling down on that moment when Holly Hunter is in the plane going, There are kids on board, there are kids yes. on board, there are kids. And yeah. she like the last second just grabs the kids. Yes. Um again, it goes back to my point of unbreakable. There's something to be said when for over a decade people were like, Where's the sequel? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Like there's something non-stop. About that movie. Yeah. nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great points. Uh all right. What's your number three, Matt? So uh three is into the spider verse for me. Okay. That's it's my still... number three. Cool. Okay. okay.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Let's talk about Just
1: it. Just wow. Where's it on yours? Four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just wow. Yeah. Just fuck it. I mean, saw advanced screening thanks to John. Yes. Uh Collider was doing one. He was like, hey, he he you know, he's here mm-hmm. all the time. Why don't <laughs> we give him one of these free tickets we got? And I mean from moment one, and then it ends the whole time, it's somehow they reinvented the form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they brought a comic book to life legitimately. Yeah. Whereas like when you bring up uh, Spider-Man 2 earlier, that was the closest to me in the paneling when Doc Ock's arms become sentient in the yeah. surgery. And it's all these flashes around, and that to me was the first time where a comic book movie was genuinely trying to bring the comic book reading experience to life through actions and paneling mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, yeah. cutting between the scenes. And that it took that idea and just amped it up to a degree. It brought in, like when you see Spider-Ham in the Ugh. trailers, and you're like, are they really going to be able to pull this off? And he fits in so seamlessly with noir mm-hmm. Spider-Man mm-hmm. and anime Spider-Man yeah. and all these, I mean, just ridiculous characters over and over and over again. Yeah. It was an origin story after, I, we all know it, and yet it was a unique one, and I'm happy that they did it. Uh, wow, just
0: an amazing movie. It's such a modern superhero movie for mm-hmm. the times, and I, by that I mean every other these other movies. They're all older dudes, right, or older mm-hmm. women in this certain in their t- late twenties, thirties, early thirties. But this is one for the kids and the teenagers. But it's also one that makes you remember being a teenager in love with comic books and brings you back to that time yeah. and what that's like as a teenager. Trying to establish your own identity in the world as well, Uh, because the thing that's so cool about Miles is Miles has the Air Jordans. Miles has the the pants that are just a little bit above. You know, he's got the cool Mm -hmm. thing. The shirt's untucked. the shoes are untied on purpose, which he says under his breath a couple of times when he goes into the new school, the headphones, all of it. He's got his own style. He is who he is very yeah. firmly. It's just he's having a crisis of confidence because he's being taken out of one world and put into another because he's an intelligent kid. And he's not sure what to do about that because he wants to know... He wants to go back to what he knows. But there's another world that he has to embrace. And it it, it uh, foreshadows what he's going to have to do when he becomes Spider-Man. Once again, here's another new world that you are intelligent enough to handle. You've just got to want to handle it. Mm -hmm. And to his credit, he does eventually pursue the training, pursue the knowledge, pursue whatever, even though he keeps falling short. Eventually, he hits his moment where enough is enough, and it's through the love of his father. Yep. It's the scene mm-hmm. with his father through the door.
2: That's one of the Deadest best scenes oh. of a film I've seen in like five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I thoroughly so agree. Yeah,
0: it, it, yeah, rival, yeah, It's an incredibly emotional moment on the heels of the death of his dad, of his uncle, rather. Who meant so much to him because his uncle represented the rebellious street side of him. His dad represented Mm -hmm. the more responsible side of things. And so he was able to live in both worlds. To have one of those worlds die on him, a la, you know, like Uncle Ben Mm -hmm. and whatever, Mm -hmm. having it all come through uh, was so well done in the movie so that when he embraces his power, you embrace the power with him. Yeah. Right? Like when he comes and he has the black and the and he does what he does. And my favorite shot in the movie is him upside down, falling slowly through space. Yeah, the trailer shot. Yeah. That trailer. That shot is fucking incredible. Fun fact.
2: Written into the script. Really? Yeah, yeah. So so, very smart. Yeah. So I I, everybody listening and and you two gentlemen Mm. as well, they released the script online once that movie blew up because I think Sony nobody knew that movie was gonna be a big yeah. They put the entire script online. It's one of the best script-reading experiences I've ever had. All the energy, all the love, all the emotion yeah. is in the pages, and that shot is written into the script. Wow. And usually when you read, like, uh, I've read the script in Infinity War, and when you read the script of Infinity War, it's basically just kind of telling you, like, oh, all the characters are here, Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and all the energy is put on screen, but all the energy of Spider-Verse is in that script, including yeah. that shot, which is, which, which is mind-blowing that they, they had mm-hmm. it that fully formed. That early on. I love, uh, speaking of story stuff, usually movies don't trick you on characters' themes because you generally want the audience to right. follow along. Right. And the interesting thing is, is that throughout the entire movie, Peter sees Miles. He goes, oh, it's Leap of Faith, yeah. Leap of Faith. Yeah. Miles doesn't need the Leap of Faith. Peter does. Yeah. Miles's lesson is the one that he gets from his mom and dad in the very first scene that we hear them when they say, Morales is don't give up, right. which is yeah. what he does in front of the kingpin. And usually, it's funny, Like you usually don't have the, the crisscrossing themes. And mm. I thought that was so genius that yeah. it was like the lesson that Peter kept telling Miles was the lesson that he needed. Yeah. I think it's, it's insanely well written. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could
1: see it from every frame, mm-hmm. the amount of care and love and thought these guys had put into it. Uh, just, it was a collaborative, you, the wealth of, of years of living with this mm-hmm. and loving this character, even to the stupid pop culture references Because I love, usually I hate it when a movie is, uh, like in Shazam, kids have Batman and Superman dolls. Yeah. So you're kind of violating the, or you're saying it's all real and whatnot, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, it's jarring. Whereas in this, when... Peter Parker opens up and he's like, listen, I've got a theme song that's pretty great.
0: Yeah, yeah, I put yeah. out of
1: this, I put out of that. You know, Popsicle's kind of so-so, wow. and it goes to the picture of the shit Popsicle we can buy. For some reason, that violation and of... And
2: Spider-Man 3 joke, which yeah. I know yeah. Quite yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris, Chris Oren kills that part, by the way. And I, he does. Oh, I didn't yeah. even know it was him until yeah. the end credits. Mm. Oh, really? I did not know. I could not play some of the entire movie. I was <laughs> oh, like, really? that first Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. Uh yeah
1: no I was like oh shit look fucking Chris Pine and then someone starts yeah well I just thought that the one guy from uh the new girl is I thought he was the lead yeah Jake of this. Johnson yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, in my head in the theater and just
2: in there going like why is Chris Pine well, that first Some... the first Peter Parker death is they they hit you pretty oh, hard on yeah. that one too like <laughs> they when do. you see Peter Parker die oh yeah I did not think that I thought yeah the only Peter Parker we were in that movie was the Jake Johnson character right. so when yeah. they tricked us like that again you were like you sons of bitches but it yeah. worked so well they're
0: yeah. all Peter Parkers yeah yeah. yeah. That's the that's and that's why it's one of the greatest Stan Lee cameos too. Oh man, when he yeah. says the mask uh, always fit, it always fits. It always fits. Like,
1: oh my! And God. then the no camera. refunds, kid. No, yeah, yeah right. it was great. <laughs> well, pull yeah, the camera. Then yep. I think pulls out a little bit more. And yep. there's a big sign. He's, that he's actually no in refunds. that. One. Yeah.
2: He's in that movie three times. Right, because he, he steps over them. He steps over them in the streets. When yeah, when and they, they fall yeah. oh, down. Okay, they, and then yeah. When they smack across, I think one of the he's in a he's in a train as well. Oh, yeah. He's he's a when they smack against the subway train. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jake's character's knocked out. It's yes. the first time yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. And they hit the oh, elevated train. Mm-hmm. How funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, him walking over them is, is quite hilarious. That's brilliant. Thanks, New
0: York. It's like, thanks, but, yeah, New York. When that, yeah.
2: Especially since in that movie a couple weeks after Stanley's death. Yeah. Like, yeah, seeing that scene with him, I was like, oh,
0: yeah, man. Right. The whole, we went, when we were at the screening, like, people like like, broken half. Yeah. People broke in half when we're all like crying and but shit. But here's the
2: thing, too. The, the thing that, the, the, the reason why this movie hopped so high up my list, so it's it's probably the newest movie on probably all of our sure. lists. Sure, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't think Captain Marvel make it? I doubt it. No. no. no okay, there you go. Not even close. Uh, so yeah, yeah, not even close for me as well. Yeah. I think like 58 for me. <laughs> um. <laughs> that sounds about right, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. Have there been 58? Yep. <laughs> 58 sounds about right. Stop it was 58. boring. Uh. Uh, I agree. Um, but this movie, man, like, Oh, nobody last year expected this to be the best superhero movie of 2018. And I mean, I walked away being like, yeah, best superhero movie of the year. The best picture.
0: You could argue best picture. It should have been nominated. Yeah, I agree. It should have been nominated. I would have taken this over Black Panther in a heartbeat. Black Panther's (laughs) not on my list. Yeah, in a year
2: of Black Panther and Infinity War. And Infinity War. This was the best And Incredibles 2. And Incredibles (laughs) 2. Well, I'm saying, to me, that's that's better to me than Black Panther. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Personally. mm -hmm. um, It's so... Crazy. And also, like, did we ever expect the best Spider-Man movie to be the animated one? Well, and that's the no. other yeah, I actually no. <laughs>
0: and, and that's what's so great too, is it it kind of you know, we've seen WB and other studios release animated superhero films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was like, this is what it can be. Yep. Yeah. If you put the time and effort, dedication, and the brilliance love, to it, yeah, and the love to it, and the just the artistry.
1: This is what you can create. Yeah. This is the bar. The fucking, Come meet it now. The mm-hmm. meme of the two Spider-Mans
2: pointing oh at each God. other. Oh, yeah. oh my oh God. Oh, my God.
1: It's at the very end, and you're like, dude, this movie is so good. Like, They just managed to get better on yeah. top of I being will, amazing.
2: Yeah. I will. You already know I'm an insane comic book nerd. Yeah. Um, when the credits rolled, I, I was with my, my wife, and I, I turned over to Ashley, and I said, oh, man, it was great. The only thing could have made it, made it better Spider Man 2099. And, so, so then, when the credits yeah. went dark and it goes, Meanwhile, Nueva York, which is a Spider Man yep. 29, I immediately like, I grabbed her arm and <laughs> she will tell you this, and I started shaking it. I was like,
1: Oh my God, they did <laughs> Spider Man 29.
2: Nerdgasm. Those are the nerdgasms. You live for those. <laughs> but yes, the meme was hilarious. Just, oh, man. yeah.
1: And, and walking out of it, I started instantly thinking, Okay, hopefully Disney takes cues from this because they're shutting down Star Wars. I would love to see a movie like this for Vader.
2: Oh, that'd be a good choice because then yeah. you could go
1: oh, because it's animated. You can show the gore. You can do all that especially stuff, especially yeah. like an anime style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then now he's like he's out hunting Jedi or something, mm-hmm. and we just see Vader destroy because you'll never get a live action of that. Let sure me let me possible. put this
2: out to you. I want I want to ask you guys because we're we're talking about this movie because yeah. it all made our list and made really high. Did you guys hear that originally? Originally, um, the Peter that dies was supposed to be Toby Maguire? And they were. They were the first. They one? were very close uh, to getting him. Wow! And then at the last moment, they they decided to go against it and not wow. and not cast him because they thought they would put too much. That then that's the reason why all all his adventures yeah. are the other Spider-Man movies, right? Like huh. he, he catches the train, he yeah. catches the car. Yeah, yeah he it is the upside down. Kiss. I just figured
1: they were doing that for like a, just a kind of not lull the audience yeah. into but you've already
2: seen these and now here it is an animated film kind of introduce yeah. you
1: to this new world yeah. we and, and,
2: and they've said now that because you know this thing is definitely getting a sequel now they've talked about that they're thinking about for the next one getting all getting Garfield Maguire and Holland all in the same movie Jesus Christ wow That'll that's be interesting. Fucking yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah.
0: But Nicholas, do you think hey, Nicholas Hammond's still alive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Get
2: yeah. Nicholas Hammond from the 60s, 70s show as well. Do you think Toby Maguire being that first <laughs> Spider-Man changes the imp- does it make it weirder or does it make it hit harder? Oh, I, I think you I think
0: you get caught up in it rather yeah. than yeah, f- feeling it. it. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, Chris Pine, Pine does a great job with it. it and does. It, and it also, when you mention Star Wars, Matt, it also I will go back to this a thousand percent and I don't give a fuck what show I'm on. There's no way Lord and Miller weren't making a phenomenal solo film. There's just no fucking way. They have no track record of failing at what they tried to do. Almost zero. Even Lego Movie, the second one, which wasn't that great, still had a lot it's of not, great fucking an, moments. It's not as
2: bad as everybody makes it out not. They. It's not as yep. good as the first one, but it's still yep.
0: a good movie. Yeah. And I've never seen them fail at anything they do. So there's no way you're going to talk me into the fact that there was some kind of unrest on the set and they weren't getting it right. Fuck you. They were making a phenomenal film. You couldn't come to it. You couldn't get to it, and even Spider Verse. Amy Pascal did not want to put this up for awards. Did not want to have promotion. Did not set aside budget for marketing. She didn't think it was gonna do anything oh, in the
2: awards mm-hmm. season, and, and it fucking won an Oscar. Well, that's it's funny. This this is the movie they came to. Yeah. When so part of the reason why I think this movie is so great is because the reason why this movie I think like excels is because they when they got fired off a of solo, they were like, well, I guess we're going back to Spider Verse. Yeah. yeah. And they spent the entire post production yeah. with Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um so what was Solo's loss? But I, I agree with <laughs> you. I think whatever they had designed for solo was into the Spider-Verse outside the box. Yep. That Disney was like, we don't know what this is.
3: Yep. Uh,
0: we, we we can't figure this out. Yep. We can't come close to it. We're a bunch of old people. We can't touch yep. it. We can't gravitate to it. Well, we don't I mean, get it. or
1: we can't mess with our thoroughbred yep. like that. Yeah. It's gotta just keep churning out the same shit yep. now
0: But uh. mama jokes give it to me all day, apparently. <laughs> And a whole fucking trilogy. Anyway, all right. uh, Where where are we? That was my three. That was my number three. Right. So my three is Avengers: Infinity War, which was the okay. That was my four. Yeah. Is it on your? my number ten. Number two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) this film is for a two hour and forty minute film. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly rewatchable. Yeah, it is. Engrossing. No matter where you start, it's uh, you just you're gonna. I'm, I'm in for the rest of the time. Uh, When it first came out on Netflix, um, my girlfriend doesn't like to have superhero films on in the house. Whenever she'd go to the bathroom or go in the kitchen, do whatever, or go out, I would put this on on Netflix and just watch for the 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, whatever I had time to do in uh, in the place because it's a film that I can't get enough of and I'm addicted to it. And it's maybe one of the few MCU films I own. Mm-hmm. And I just go back to it all the time because the gutsiness, the ballsiness of ending a t- what ten year journey in this way, almost ending it in this way, mm-hmm. and leaving you with all these fucking deaths—the soup the Spider Man death after you established him so well does not work if you don't establish Spider Man so mm-hmm. well with Tom Holland having all of that come through what he endures, what he overcomes, what they all overcome and have to, and then what they have to watch happen. To all their heroes is incredible. The futility of their mission. What a gutsy, ballsy decision by Kevin Feige and the MCU to do this. And yes, you'll go. Well, they have the second part. Fuck you. If the world ended, this is the last MCU film. Mm-hmm. This is the. La- this could yeah. have been the last MCU film if the world ended after uh, this film came out. And it's a hell of a film to end on. And I was so surprised that they had the guts to do it this way, to not go with a feel good ending, even with the Captain Marvel post credit scene. You know, I get it, but the film itself. It's futile. When you think Thor... Like, when Thor hit Thanos with a thing, I literally, in a press screening at the premiere, I was like, yes! Just really fucking loud. Because I was like, Chris Kanzler was like, shut up, asshole. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right, basically. (laughs) Because I was was like, so engrossed in it, and then when Thanos says what he says, you're like, oh, no. And then it Mm. all happens. And I was like, man, just from beginning to end, what an incredible build throughout the movie to lead to that moment, and... Everybody plays their part, and you go all over the place. And some people complain, "Oh, we don't get enough of this." Fuck you. There's enough for everything. Yeah, you can't. There's enough for everything for
1: all those superheroes to juggle all yeah. those storylines and feel like you actually spent enough time with them, so you yeah. understand their context mm-hmm. and the overall massive scope of this movie. Yeah. That's so difficult, mm-hmm. and they pulled it off. It's also a uh, you know, it's basically the penultimate, so it's going to leave you unfulfilled. And when this thing ended, you're like. Man, you know what? I realize that you have to wrap up a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. but that is the best penultimate
2: I've ever seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah where I feel
1: fully complete. It's a fucking origin story for Thanos. Yeah,
2: it makes it makes Thanos my top is, the, 10. is the protagonist. He, he is, is the protagonist. protagonist. Yep. It, it makes my top ten because it's the only superhero movie where the villain wins. Yeah, and it's something that we've been saying, fans have been saying for years. But like, oh, it'd be interesting to see the villain wins. Well, we see it because yeah, the movie fades to black where he's like sitting in his farm. Yeah. looking at the sunset with a smirk on um, his face but, but the reason so the reason why I didn't put it as high is for two reasons is one is that it's not as singular of an experience as like other films on my list like you need to know about the other MCU films for this film to work I, uh, I get that but it's again these are just snippets. these are just nitpicks right, right. and then the other one is is that I, I haven't seen Endgame yet and I'm not uh. saying I'm not saying that Endgame is going to Fumble the ball. I don't think they will. I think actually, but if they buy. do, but if d- they do, this yeah. knocks this yeah, one down. That's a- fair. So that's the only reason totally why I fair. could
1: not exactly. justify it higher in, in a life. week. If we did this again, cause it cause might it's, go yeah. up, it might it's happen with yeah, other yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the, mm-hmm. the resulting matrix influenced my perception. I still love the first matrix, still love um, it. matrix is
2: still good, man. But, but the first one, yeah.
1: But where you know it's going, it's it's you know, bittersweet. You're like, oh, this was such a good idea, but you
2: are right, like, there is this. I, I I literally watched this movie a couple days ago mm. simply because you know I see an end game right tomorrow, right, right. and I was surprised at how much it still sucks me in. And yep, but again, yeah. but it does it sucks me in because again, it's like we know these characters from twenty other movies, yeah. and so this is like the culmination of their storyline. And yeah, the, the setting deciding to make Thanos the main character was an insane choice that really pays off. Yeah, I, I, he's completely CGI. Mm-hmm. We've never met him more than five minutes in any of the other movies, and yeah. it, it works. Yeah. Can either
1: of you tell me, how does Cap find Vision early on? Because Vision's turned off his locators and his phone and all that jazz, mm-hmm. and then suddenly when they need him, that's the only part of the movie I'm like,
2: hold on, how is this happening? America Sense. America signs. See when he no America sense. See Cap has a, like a Spidey sense. America. America. Sense. When there's trouble about, the eagle screams. And he's like, "Kakad." I'm, I'm needed somewhere in the world. It feels like Western Europe. Yep. A train station. Where freedom. Well, well
1: he's turned it off, but she hasn't
2: turned it off. <coughs>
1: Do, Do we Witch. know that? Did she have one? I don't. We know, know the Vision did yeah. because the plot demands it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only time though in yeah. that movie, this huge, massively yep. complex yeah, yeah, yeah. plot thing, where I was yeah. like, "Hey, wait a second. How is this happening right now? Well, also, uh, Black Widow's a spy. So, yeah. Black
0: Widow would be able to track him down if she sure. needed to. Sure. Yep.
2: If she needed to. Fun fact Cap actually, in the original draft of the screenplay, doesn't show up till Wakanda. Wow. Uh, can you imagine wow. if they left him that late? Right. And then they decided that it was too late to show up to, uh, yeah. you know, promo. It would have been. been too and late.
0: And it would have kind of. Sh- Shad on Thor's moment. Yeah, when he comes back mm-hmm.
2: at Wakanda, and it was like, oh yeah. shit, it's yeah, on they, they, yeah, originally that's what it was. Is that Cap yeah. w- was going to sort of have a moment yeah. during the Wakanda stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it wouldn't have worked. No. All right,
1: where are we at? Number two. Number two. Two. Yeah, what's your two? Two is a punt from you earlier, and I don't believe you have it. Uh, it could almost close to my number one. Thor Ragnarok. Wow, Got it. Yeah, not on my list. Love it. Wow. Absolutely, <laughs> effing wow. love it from start. In the theater, when he's dangling by the chain and they're going for the jokes, it's like, I don't know about this, guys. Like, I don't know, you're you're really trying hard. And when the Bifrost comes down and cuts the dragon's head off and it comes back to, and it hits the ground and does that little squeegee sound as it's going and slowly, and once it hits the uh, stairs, its eye rolls back in its head and its tongue <laughs> comes out. I was like, you got me sold 1,000%. 1,000%. Because I Because I think ultimately I appreciate that in a comic book mm-hmm. movie because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Superhero yeah. movies. They're utterly, these guys. They're that, stupid. Yes. They are. They, well, not stupid, just in that, like, you know, it's a character that can fly, and he is right. the god of thunder, mm-hmm. and all of these ridiculous things, and the fact that they're willing to poke fun at themselves, still have good jokes, but there's heart, the growth of the characters, it's the only time Hulk, I think, has been, you know, perfectly utilized in a film, mm-hmm. uh, I like that in Infinity War, they had to take him away to only give it to us, you know, in the final one, because yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hulk solves all problems, that's the problem yeah. with having Hulk in any situation, wow. But this was the best of that. And then Hemsworth just crushing joke after joke. Uh, Tessa Thompson. Oh, that's uh, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. As uh, Valkyrie, I think it is. Yes, sexy as hell. In that movie. Yeah, and Kate uh, Blanchett. <laughs> you no, know, she is. Kate oh, Blanchett. Sexy, uh, Kate, too. As the what, god of death. Yeah, yeah Hella. Hella, yeah. And I've co- I love when she walks into the throne room and she's like, what are these lies? Yeah. All this bullshit. And she mm-hmm. throws the blades up there and you see the amount of destruction it took mm-hmm. to get all these kingdoms mm-hmm. under one thumb. And you're like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys do that? And then that's when they start revealing. She goes through and be like, this is fake through the... the yeah, the fake Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fake Infinity Gauntlet. Like, yeah. this is fake. That means nothing kind of going through. And you're mm. like, oh, really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what's real and what's not yeah, here? And right. Thor couldn't find it in the Infinity Stones and whatnot. And they have yeah. one, technically Loki does with mm. the Tesseract. But he assumes they have all these other great treasures. I always
2: put that up that the Thor's just dumb. Like when he was like he's like I couldn't find any of them. He's like, well, no, because you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he's he's actually dumb though. No, I know, I know. But he's not know, as smart as Loki. You, you don't go to Thor for detective work. is all I'm saying. Yeah, a, I, I think that's a, fair. He's a guy with a big. True. Head. Yeah. <laughs> you need somebody. You need somebody that's hammered. You call Thor. You, you know. You need some detective lifting. work. You maybe call Cap. Yeah. You know. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but. That to me is it's so rewatchable. I just yeah. watched it again. It yeah. was an excuse to watch it again for this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even yeah. though I know it now mm-hmm. backwards and forwards. Yeah, uh, yeah. When he's getting introduced to Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. It's this so is so
0: good. Yeah, oh my god, he's
1: so, so good. So
0: great. <laughs> should I? What she say? Should I vaporize him? I say, what? What? Why? Why are you? Yeah. gonna Why are you going to vaporize him? I'm just asking a question. What's wrong with you? All of it plays so well and. Uh, Hemsworth when he when they're using the Willy Walker theme and he's in horror place in his mm-hmm. mind because they're going yep. through like that's just a brilliant mm-hmm. moment Loki has his moment that is a callback from Avengers when it Hulk is. goes that's how it, yes! is! That's like, how it feels! stands up yeah, it's mm-hmm. so yeah. good all it, of it just works and um, it's a buddy cop film Mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. a, or a Buddy Road film with Hulk and Thor through this whole movie.
1: And a little bit Loki, too, later yeah. on. when he, Coming in, yeah.
2: Let's do number three or whatever yeah. it is. Right. No, I don't want to do, I can't <laughs> remember what the number is. <laughs> for me, for me, Thor Ragnarok it has amazing visuals. Yeah. And I didn't see this until like the second or third time I saw it. It has a lot of amazing tiebacks to Thor 1. Yes. Okay. A lot of lines and dialogue from Thor 1 are crisscrossed with different characters mm-hmm. because you slowly weirdly learn that Thor Ragnarok is basically about... Oh, Thor could never become king of Asgard until he had basically everything taken away from him. Mm-hmm. That was the only point where he was like, "Oh yeah, Asgard and being king—that's not such a terrible idea. Maybe I should be king." Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, for me, the reason why I didn't rate on my list is simply the fact that, um, and I will never forgive Marvel marketing for this, is. I think spoiling Hulk in the trailer was one of the biggest mistakes that uh-huh. Marvel's uh-huh. universe has okay. ever made because once you know Hulk is in that arena, the entire 20 minutes leading up, oh, our champion, our champion. I'm like, it's the Hulk. I know it's the Hulk. <laughs> you showed me the trailer. I do not
1: care. Okay. So. I didn't care. I was yeah. waiting for it. I was like, can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the fucking Matt Damon playing Loki. Oh, that was genius. The second time playing yep. Loki, by the way, on film. Yep. Uh and just doing this, nice, in, uh, dogma reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking, and then Hiddleston as um, you know the king.
2: Do he Odin. has got the yes. facade on, yeah. Yeah. and he's
1: mouthing the words along with that are the most praising yeah. of
2: Loki well, of the himself. Thing is, is Sam Neil is is uh, from Jurassic Park. Yeah. is young o- is fake he's playing Odin, Odin. Yeah. and then uh, Chris Hemsworth. Br- uh, older brother yeah. or younger brother is Thor. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know who that was. It's the other Hemsworth. Is it? Is it as, it's, yeah, the it's the, the other uh, Hemsworth. third Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. the third
1: Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> as his brother. Uh, wow, that's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> 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 it's like that the other that other that other Manning brother. It's like the other. Yeah. He's the oh, other yeah. Hemsworth. This is what he is. Yeah. Also, what's great about the film is that um, it never loses the emotional journey that he's on too. Mm-hmm. Like that scene with the, with uh, uh, with Odin dying on him, and then mm-hmm. coming back to it when he says to him, he says. You know, like uh, Asgard was never uh, a place. It's not a place. It's, it's, yeah. Besides yeah. the people. Yeah. And then he also says to him, like, it's <gasps> it's time for you to embrace what you are and move on. Like the father from one mm-hmm. is now the old man in three, who's telling his son, "You have learned everything there is to learn. It's time for you to
2: embrace the it." Father will become the son, and the son will become the father. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And you know, I. Once again I get emotional every time because uh, you know when you lose your father those scenes really affect you when you see them on film that scene is fantastic mm-hmm. both those scenes when he goes away and then boom when cuz they don't give you much time with it cuz hella
2: shows up like hella quick yeah, know. and, then, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah a portal opens yeah. and then suddenly that's, just like we're moving this film yeah. that's one of the and that to me is like one of the weaknesses of the movie is that there's some moments especially like around the destruction of Asgard where you're yeah. like we could sit in this moment for a minute like this is his birthplace right. of 1500 years that was just completely obliterated yeah. by a fiery devil but we just move on yeah
1: <laughs> <you know? laughs> i think they that's also, tica, though
2: <laughs> but they made that
1: choice in that you know, any Thor movie that yep. just sits solely on Asgard, audiences don't seem to care that right. much about oh, it. Right. No. Yeah, Dark
2: World showed us that pretty quickly. Oh, yeah.
1: Which I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. like Dark World. Uh, uh,
0: all right, what, that was your number... Was my two. Your okay. number two.
2: I, all right, The Dark Knight. Uh, technically a punt. That's a punt. The I Dark said... Knight is, uh, should I say, it's my
1: number two. Oh! Ho, ho. <laughs> well, okay, well then, yeah, we're talking about it. All right. Because it's just like bing, bing. Okay, okay. But it's uh, your number one. It's my number one. Okay, okay. What do you guys have? Fucking Superman. <laughs> fucking, fucking Superman number one. Well, I don't have that. Really? One.
2: Look, we're gonna go back to the last time I was on the show. Remember, I put uh, Batman Begins number one. You and did. And you guys both put it's, Dark Knight. It's true. We had the fight. That's right. So I forgot about so, that. So uh, don't. You know, there should be. There could be another Batman appearance. Him and Kalinowski <laughs> are the two people
0: that don't put Dark Knight at number one. Of the DC movies, it's
1: incredible. It's like they're fucking DC hipsters, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Such nice guys until this shit. Actually, point of fact, it's, it's, it's irrelevant that he
0: is Batman in the movie. It yeah. is a Joker movie. <laughs> That's how Kalinowski's uh, complaint is that it's a Joker movie. This film is incredible. Well, it's still your number two. So yeah, it's, it's my still, number two. So number two. I, I argue. It's my I agree with you on this. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. Uh, my, number Boo. One... <laughs> my number one is my number one for many reasons, but The Dark Knight at number two. Uh, uh, watched it again the other night. Just happened mm-hmm. to be on TNT or one of those, and I just didn't want to go to
2: bed. I'm surprised TNT just hasn't renamed themselves the Dark Knight Channel.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, Batman
2: Channel. Might like, do gangbusters for yep. their ratings. <laughs> it's true. There's enough Batman films. <laughs> I was up
0: to 1.30 watching this fucking thing, and I was tired as hell, but I still watched it. because yeah. you. I don't know what it is about this movie, but every time you watch it, it feels like you're watching it all over again mm-hmm. for the first time. And that that is so impossible for any movie to do. But every single time, I feel like I'm watching this movie all over again for the first time. The The music is incredible that Zimmer has in here. The scenes with Batman and the Joker. Obviously, Heath Ledger and Christian Bell doing incredible work together in the scenes. I mean, the scene in the uh, interrogation room, I would put in the top, yeah. s- top two or three scenes of any superhero movie ever. Oh, yeah, easily. Just dialogue, um, acting, progression of where it goes, switching of power dynamics, and then having Batman violate his uh, uh, principles by shoving the chair into the door so that he can beat the crap out of the Joker until he gets (coughs) what he wants out of it, fully becoming a vigilante in that moment. And the Joker goes, there's, "There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you have that can make me say, tell you." Yeah. Right? And and then he t- and then he sh- tells yeah. him what he has to do, and then he goes there, and she fucking dies. Mm-hmm. She fucking dies, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" That's well, because the
1: yeah, yeah well, That's the Joker ballsy. plays on yeah. right? what he assumes. He knows the Batman's going to go to the first address.
3: Exactly.
0: He knows. And as soon as he tells him that he's here, he doesn't. Batman is so caught up in his emotion mm-hmm. that he's not. And remember, this is still the second Batman movie. So he's not fully the full Batman yet. He's still learning on the job and confronting something he's never confronted in The Joker. This is the first time. So the Joker is going to trick him because he's not smart enough to outthink the Joker. Mm-hmm. 20, 10 years from now, The Joker can't necessarily outsmart him. But in this moment, yep. he does. And it's, it leads to so much. Yeah. Is the two faced storyline unnecessary? Fuck yes. But overall, it's a phenomenal film all the way yeah, to the I end. don't think that detracts.
2: I I I, I like, don't it. like it. I, me too. I, 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 it, it's a I like it a lot. It, it is it is probably the the weak part of the movie. It but feels forced. But, but in. to me, the weak the reason why it's the weak part of the movie is, is the same as like what I would say with Captain America: Civil War, where I'm like, well, when they go to Russia and it's just Bucky, Cap, and Iron Man, that's where I'm like, I saw the airport fight. Come on. Yeah. Uh, where's this is <laughs> okay. it's, 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 it's kind of the same. I don't, I don't hate it, but That's I'm like, fair. come on. You already bested yourself back there. But right. I know they did that because Nolan didn't think he was coming back for three. Right. And Nolan wanted the, – the plan when him and David Goyer came up with this whole trilogy was it was going to be uh, Ra's al Ghul, Joker, trial of the Joker, makes Two-Face in three. Yeah. And then he didn't, at the last second, he was like, I don't know if I'm going to come back for threes. And so he wanted to do Two Face, so he shoved in Two Face. But Aaron Eckhart is a really good Two Face. Yes, he is. And that whole ending where I did not see that coming, where Batman takes the murder rap. Yeah.
1: He has to, though. Genius. Yeah, it it is so genius. That's why I like, I I think it completes the film. Yeah. Because if Batman truly is the hero then he can exist with a murder rap. Yep. He can be all the things that you can and cannot be. He's an idea, not an individual. He right. can take, it, you know, yeah. as Michael <laughs> says, "We need this white knight." Yeah. You do as a city for aspirational reasons of just like we can we can pull our bootstraps up. Yep. Pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Mm-hmm. And and Oh man! Just from the opening, that eerie little. Yes. Yeah. It's weird that the Joker's oh.
2: theme in this movie is just that, like that one violin note. The... Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. There's nothing else to it. But it's unsettling, which <laughs> yeah. the
1: Joker is. Yeah, which he is. It's just this kind of nails on a chalkboard, but not quite yep. that bad yeah. the whole time, and uh, and eventually, you know. That's the first time where, like, uh, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of how he reinvents his origin story numerous times mm. throughout this movie. Just, like, whatever. I am all things and nothing mm-hmm. to all of you. Yeah, and later on, like, when... Uh, it's the best representation of the fact that, within comics, Joker and Batman are yin and yang. Yep. And they genuinely need one another to kind of exist. Mm-hmm. That's why Batman can never kill Joker. Just, like, yes, it's... This push and pull that the universe has, and we both encapsulate aspects yep. of that.
2: And we, I need you. Well, there's that fan theory, and I and I totally believe it. It comes from The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller, that the Joker is completely in love with Batman. Yep. Because he makes Gotham exciting. Yes. And so yep. that, that's why I love that line in The Dark Knight, where he's like, "I'm not gonna kill you. Yeah. The
0: yeah. world would be so much yeah uh, you know so much more boring without you. Yeah." yeah. He goes, I don't want to kill you. Uh, And also, uh, you bring up Dark Knight Returns. Yes, because the Joker doesn't come back till Batman comes back. Yeah. And he has that smile on his face in the mental institution. Yeah, in Arkham. Yeah, in Arkham. And that's why I enjoy, I know people push back on Killing Joke now. It's popular to bash Killing Joke now. Killing Joke works for me because of that moment with the Joker Mm -hmm. and Batman. Not when they laugh. It's Mm -hmm. the moment when the Joker looks into the glass or plastic reflection And sees himself back and says, It's too late. When Batman finally breaks through Mm -hmm. and says, You can go backwards, you Mm -hmm. can change. And the Joker, you've seen the Red Hood storyline throughout this killing joke. He says in that panel, and you see this, it's an incredible artist, uh, uh, critical, uh, sorry, incredible panel of the Joker and the human side of him comes out. And he's like, It's too late. And it's the only. It's one of the rarest vulnerable moments that you get from the Joker in his relationship with Batman. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. And you see throughout Dark Knight that he is fucking with him and fucking with him and fucking with him because he needs him. It gives him life. Mm-hmm. You know, the Joker, remember that he shows up at the end of Batman, begins as
2: a card. Yeah. Right. Oh, there's this thing. It's also from Frank Miller, Batman. you yeah, one. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, shit. The Joker. Why is the Joker here? Because Batman came mm-hmm. into existence. The Joker must also exist. They are yeah. intertwined with each other. That's why I love in Dark Knight Returns, he can't kill him. He fuck, Even at the end, yeah. when he has to kill him, he fucking can't. The Joker has to kill himself. And you're just like, damn. Yeah, It's, it's
2: funny you're talking about Batman killing Joe because that's that storyline, the Dark Knight takes one of the best storylines from killing Joke: the idea yeah. that you don't know his origin. Yes. Which I, I, I 100% agree with. Yeah. And that was something that always... As a comic book fan, like, I did not like about Batman 89 is when Jack Nicholson showed up and was like, I'm Jack Napier. Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. no, 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 we don't know who the Joker is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and we should never know who he is. It's certainly and, not a middle-aged yeah, well, that fat you know, hitman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a uh, no, this, hit man, yeah. He's a middle-aged fat hitman. This movie is, and I, and I describe it a lot as it's a crime, it's heat with Batman. Like it's it, it, well, it, 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 no, it, it, it feels like heat. Batman's sort of like a secondary thought of it, but like the movie is point, so strong that you don't care that Batman's yeah. like almost a minor character in his movie. It's really good. Um, yeah, man, I, yeah. This one you could, I mean, we did like on yeah. the cinephiles. Yeah, we yeah, did. We like, did. A, what a three-hour episode it was on this. Four. Yeah, a four-hour episode yeah, on, we a, broke on, it on down. a three-hour movie. Yeah, Broken on <laughs> two episodes. That'd be two episodes. Like yeah, this movie, and this movie is the one that should have been nominated for Best Picture over yes. Black Panther. This that year a million percent like yeah. i remember this was the big i mean this this is the movie that created that rule yep. of why they added the tent, more because yeah. everybody was like are you out of your mind this how was, is yeah. this not in as a best picture this has me.
1: nothing to do with superheroes yeah. this is just an excellent film yeah.
2: right yeah this right. this movie like people will be talking about this movie for the next 50 years like yeah. this yeah. this will be like 2001 a space odyssey It'll, like planet of the apes people will still casablanca people will still be talking about this movie
0: that's a great point jace yeah. it's a classic yeah it's a, yep. already a, on its way to becoming a classic. Yeah. Yep.
1: Hence being my number one. So what uh, <laughs> what are you assholes? I know what you have. Yeah, it's Logan. Logan is my number one. I just gotta
2: say it, and this, there is yep. no offense in the statement at all. <laughs> you can't offend is, me. There, about there is Logan. love in this, this statement. Yeah, sure. That is the ultimate John Roker choice.
0: <laughs> yes, of course it is. Of course it is. It's a fucking Western as a superhero movie with one of the most underserved characters in superhero dumb and mm. one of the most underserved actors. Hugh Jackman. Finally, got to fully be Wolverine in a Wolverine story Mm -hmm. that was worth a damn. And he was incredible in it. I watched it again last night for maybe the, or the other night for maybe the 50th or 55th time. Like, I just cannot stop watching Logan. It's, it just, it's my screensaver on my fucking computer. It is the number one superhero movie for me. Uh, and I never thought anything would replace Dark Knight. I really mm-hmm. never thought mm-hmm. anything would replace the Dark Knight. And then this came along, and it hit all the buttons for me. The old man stuff, The, the you know when he says, Someone's, someone, someone will come along, someone has come along. Once again, yeah. you have to be this hero, mm-hmm. the reluctant hero, the Western, the reluctant hero, walking back into the gunfight one last time and to die. Mm. Fuck me, they killed him. Like, it's like, what? Like, when it happened in the movie theater, I remember being like, no fucking way, no fucking way. And to be killed, in essence, by the younger version of himself, the mm. angrier version of himself, the thing he was f- running away from and fighting yeah. against and trying to destroy. Which Stuart
1: says, like, when I found you, you were an animal. Yes. Yep. It's like, right. here's the animal here's that you the were. an animal,
0: mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And you have, and that thing ends up, to, you do beat it but it ends up killing you. You know why? Because sometimes in life, you can't you can't fully defeat that animal inside you and it does take you. And you see that and it's so brilliant. But he says that one thing at the end, he says to her, don't let them tell you what you can be. Mm-hmm. Don't make them the same mistakes I did. Like a father passing on wisdom to the child, you decide what you are. Don't you have a chance to forge your own
1: path? Mm-hmm. Do that. And I are like, fuck me, man. Why, why does Eric LaSalle's family have
2: to die? Because the it's only a, because good it's a Wolverine people. movie. I'm just happy They're Eric Sol is in a movie. Yeah. After yeah. ER, when he showed up, I was like, "Oh, Doctor Benton! All right, man." But- just let your so glow, son. Also, since I went yeah. to since I went to uh, University of Tulsa, that's my alma mater. Oh. Uh, they, they they were like driving around my old neck of the woods, even though it didn't look anything like it. But I was like,
3: "Oh, okay,
0: Oklahoma. All right."
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what well, Oklahoma's then, gonna be. Okay. Well, because in the,
0: in the hardcore Wolverine stories, people die yeah, around Wolverine. Yeah, but That's He's why the it's th-
1: th- 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 only truly good characters in this movie.
2: Welcome to the Wolverine. But that's also a classic Western trope. Is that when the gunslinger shows up at a farm family, the farm family always dies. Yep.
1: But I mean, isn't it enough that Patrick Stewart dies, and then what's his name,
2: Stephen Merchant's character Patrick dies. Patrick Stewart's death is hard, and it, it, yeah. especially since he's murdered by he thinks he's dead by Logan, basically. Yeah. which yeah. is crazy. Yeah,
0: but and the thing, and he has like I've never slept better. Mm-hmm. He has essentially that Apollo Apollo moment. Oh, I feel born again. Kabam! You're dead, and it, it's that moment, and also the realization. Uh, in that moment that this that it wasn't Logan what because the, they never say what they're running away from yeah and if you read old man Logan the original run it's because Professor X uh was manipulated to use Wolverine to kill all the x-Men By Mysterio. Or, I'm sorry, not Professor. By some supervillain. Mysterio uh, uh, manipulated Wolverine to...
2: Huh? I think it was Mesmero. Was it Mesmero? He's an X-Men villain who can control your mind. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. So it was
0: Mesmero. Okay. Who controls w- Wolverine to kill all yeah, the? Wolverine
2: X-Men. murdered the X Men. That's how that storyline. Really yeah, I never read yeah. that yeah. storyline. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, but like they allude to something happened. Yeah, something and and it's it's kind of inferred that it was Professor X, mm. but was it Professor X losing control of his powers and using Wolverine to kill all the other X Men? That's why mm-hmm. they're on the run. That's why he has to take the pills. That's why it's dangerous when he that he can affect the world around him. And you're just like fuck a telepath that can't control his powers. Holy shit! Yeah. I like, yeah. like
2: oh. I like that, and I also – that is the exact reason why Logan did not make my top ten. Oh! <laughs> uh, because it's my one thing – I mean, I love it. It's a great Westerner, and yeah. James Mangold, like, the cinematography is amazing, the soundtrack – I mean, James, James Mangold can do no wrong in my, my book. I just, I've loved him since 310 to Yuma, and I think – or Mark the Line. I loved like, him before,
0: it, like, Glenn Gary Glenn, Gary, Glenn yeah, Ross. He's, he's, yeah, uh, he's amazing.
2: Like, he can, he can do no wrong in my book. But I – it's funny, and this is something that's only happened modern, so it's not totally – Logan's Fall, but right. modern movies, or modern genre movies, or modern genre sequels have tended to do the thing, and Force Awakens does this too, is when we have an established franchise, a lot of times now we'll do the thing where like, oh yeah, they all lost. And I fucking hate that. <laughs> uh, because to me that immediately <laughs> tells me that all the previous movies that I invested in, that I spent all my time in, you're telling me that those were wastes waste of time because yes. they don't win. And to me I'm like, Okay, I don't mind taking away the victory, but you gotta let me live in in a middle. just like just for an Asgard. Give me, give me a second <laughs> of it. Give me a second of it. Okay, like you're, you know, like that's fair. All the seven X Men movies. They all lose? Like, are you... Come on. Like, Star Wars? Like, that's the, that's my biggest jibe against The Force Awakens is that I'm like, you told me Luke Skywalker lost? Fuck you. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> you know? The ugly truth is that in life, I know. good rarely I know. wins. I know. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, all right. Uh, all right. That's enough of What's your, <laughs> what's your number, number one? What's your number
2: one, Jason? Uh, my number one is a movie that uh, John punted a long time ago. Yes. Superman the movie. There it is. Uh
1: so Matt shaking hates, your head. Matt like hates Superman.
2: Mr. Incredibles 2 here.
1: <laughs> uh, super, Superman, the whole Oh, no, go ahead. He just doesn't like he doesn't like Superman as a character at all.
2: Oh, no, no that's fine. No. Um, the reason <coughs> and I debated this. I knew Superman the movie was gonna make my list. Mm. I was uncertain whether it was going to be Crisis Club or Superman the movie is gonna make my number one. The reason why Superman the movie is my number one is because without it. We don't have any of the movies we talked about. No, sure. Not, thoroughly not a single sure. single one of them. And it still stands like a Citizen Kane of superhero movies at the top of them. Yes. Now, like, Citizen Kane, mm. a lot, you go back and watch Citizen Kane. The reason why we still love Citizen Kane to this day is because mm. a lot of times it was the first. It's not the best right. at what it does. It was the first, and Superman the movie was the first Real legitimate totally. serious Superman yeah. movie of all the Superman movies, and to me, it's also a weird movie when you look at it because it's three movies in one. It's a sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. it's a Norman Rockwell movie, and it's a weird superhero comedy all smashed in. Also, there's no real true villain. You can say it's Lex Luthor, but yeah. actually, the real true villain of Superman the movie is kind of Jarrell. Yeah, because Jarrell's okay. like screaming at him to not turn the planet back, mm-hmm. and also it's. A really interesting choice to end the very first Superman movie of all time yeah. was Superman getting super pissed yeah. that his lady has died. I mean, he, there's literally a shot for everybody that complains about Henry Cavill being too angry with Superman. The first <laughs> Superman movie of all time yeah. has a close up on Christopher Reeve going yeah. like and screaming. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. so angry yeah. in that movie. He's so angry that he reverses time. Um, to me, it's just it it, it is a classic and it's hard to argue that Richard Donner had an impossible mountain to climb mm. in that casting Superman making anybody give a fuck about Superman and to me i will concede that there are parts of that movie that have not aged well like uh, Ned Beatty's character is really goofy yeah
3: uh, yep. Miss
2: Tessmacher is super goofy right. but also at the same time that for 1978 that was the style of the time. Yeah. That was the style of the time. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, I, I can't knock Treasure Island for being published in 1870 because it's you know like because of 1870 styles. Like it's still a great fucking book. So Superman the movie for coming out in 1977, I can't knock it for any yeah. of the 1977 stuff. It's it is the progenitor of superhero movies. It's not Batman 66, which <laughs> was the first kind of superhero movie, but it's it's Superman the movie, and yeah. there's a reason why. People can't get past this movie. It's weird. There's the weird thing about this. I love this movie to death. But Superman fans cannot let go of this movie yeah. that came out in 1977. And that, to me, is my theory for why everybody <laughs> got so pissy at Man of Steel yep. was because it wasn't this movie. Mm-hmm. And I, as much as I love this movie, I'm also like, we need to move past this movie. Yep. But if any movie makes that much impact, this movie makes so much of an impact on Superman that everything of Superman past this movie it's based on this movie, yeah. and that's why it's number one. It, it created the genre. Think, it's, it's this movie.
1: I think it's a valid point. So.
2: Yeah, uh, for what it's worth,
1: I took your advice long ago, and I moved past this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I look, I, I yeah. knew, I, I assumed it was going to be really high on his <laughs> list. I thought it was
2: going to be really high on your list, too. I thought so, too, but as I went I knew Logan it was going to be your number one. I, uh, yeah, I, I knew, yeah.
0: As I was going I kind of through... figured
2: Dark Knight was going to be your number one.
0: Yeah, As I was going through I'm like, well, how many times do I put on Superman the movie? And it's yep. not that often anymore. When you want to
2: punish yourself. Yeah, well, no, I, love,
1: I love the movie. <laughs> so, Five years ago, mm-hmm. Superman movies way higher. Yeah. Uh, but now with everything that's changed... Yeah. I wonder with the original... yeah, Our original show where it landed for you.
0: Yeah, I think it was pretty high where it was mm-hmm. on my original... Uh, list, and so to, so it's just that other, these other films have come along and really, like, oh. kicked the genre well, into a whole other realm. It's crazy. But again,
2: like, I can't believe, again, Spider-Verse yeah. Number yeah. three? We'll yeah, be, yeah, number four. Three, yeah. three, three, three four. four. But you, Jesus. But you talk yeah.
0: about, and this is a great point you bring up, Jason, and I would never thought of it this way, mm. as a Citizen Kane of superhero movies. Not, And I don't mean the Scott Mats way. I, like, Scott Mance like to say it's
2: Watchmen. Yeah, it's but, yeah, but right, but right. it's Superman the movie when you objectively look yeah. at it. It really it is, is.
0: It really is, uh, because all the themes still work. Mm-hmm. It's a pure film in its in its nostalgia for good versus evil being very simple. Mm-hmm. But yet at the end... It's a very conflicted thing that he does. And you as a moviegoer, I would argue it's just as conflicting as the end of Man of Steel. I would I, argue that too. I, I just yeah. think because what he's doing in that moment on his first attempt at a battle mm-hmm. with a creature that is just as powerful as he is and more
2: seasoned of a warrior. Yep. He makes this decision to snap the neck because he has to. I'm going to go, go even crazier on this. Yeah, Christopher Reeve's Superman in Superman the movie. Yeah. Reverses time. Yes. Breaking the space-time continuum to save his lady. Yep. Um, We don't know how many people are never going to be born because of this break in time, right. he creates an alternate timeline. Uh, so Christopher Ree, Superman, you're hearing your it here, Murder people too. He d- Yes, he did. I mean, <laughs> they didn't in, exist, in but certainly, he murdered them. And certainly in two he does. <laughs> yeah,
0: but he does. even <laughs> though it's play with for teclan. jokes, they still fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> but like people, people, remember there's like shit tumbling down yep. onto people from the earthquake, so they have to die all over again with yep. him squinting back time. Again. So he violates the laws of physics in a personal uh, attempt to save his girlfriend mm-hmm. Whereas Henry Cavill Saves a population From this mm-hmm. yeah. person There's a difference And I think his sacrifice Of what he does Is more valid Than Christopher Reeves It is
1: Without a doubt yeah. Without a doubt And he also the- doesn't Create physics Bullshit physics <laughs> 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 yeah. To make you know, this Ridiculous plot yeah. Anyway yeah, guys yeah, yeah. Great choice yeah. Yeah. Great choice <laughs> Alright we can put this list together Let's do this well, uh, um, I'll
0: grab the bongos while you do this.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, what, what we had uh, Dark Knight in common? The highest. Dark Knight was
2: my John and I's number two. Yeah, my number, number one. one. We're not gonna We're not gonna beat anything like that. No, I don't think so. Uh, so that's easy as Superman. The movie was only on was my number one. His number ten. Yeah, so
1: I perfect. would honestly say Into the Spider Verse is next.
2: Uh, Into the Spider Verse is threes and fours. Yeah, so. nothing else is
1: gonna come close on that. All right, so Spidey. All right, so we got Dark Knight and Spider-Verse 1-2. Well, because it's three, three, four. Right. We have nothing else in common that's that high. Okay.
2: Uh, the other two common things might be Infinity War or Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier was m- both of John and my number five. Sure. But if and That was my nine. You're nine. So well, that would where right.
1: Was Infinity
2: War 3-4-what? And ten. Um, I
0: think 3, 4, and 10 beats 5, 5, and
1: 9 Yeah, I would say so too Alright, so Avengers mm. eh, eh, eh. I'll sing it for us, come on <laughs> Come on, post <laughs> I wish Post Roca. I wish, it made me some money <laughs> off that shit um, Wait, lo- where's Logan? Logan I think only made It only list. made two It made your two list? Yeah, that's it Okay so right now these are all the movies that are
2: all, oh, three, all three, all three, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Ragnarok is that not on uh, uh, your list.
2: Not on my list. Civil War, not, not on, my, on list.
0: my list.
1: Guardians, I have. I not on my list. Yeah, not right. on list. So we're
0: done with all the thorns.
1: Yeah, that that's, those are the only three. Okay. So that's one through four right there. All right. So then it's gonna be all your movies because <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a lot of similarities. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, so what's my number two? Is Thor Ragnarok. Can anybody beat that? I have. Well, I have Logan at one still. Okay, I mean, so. I mean, uh, well...
0: And you have Superman in the Superman movie. Superman the movie. We both have Superman in the movie. We do. Too, so yeah, but that's know.
1: one what? One ten. One, one ten. Thor, you have where? Thor, Ragnarok, I have at six. So that's two six. And then Logan, I've got at eight. Yeah, I have it at one. So it's one eight, one ten, and two six. I think two six, one eight, one ten makes sense. Don't okay. you? yeah.
2: This is like the most exciting part of the podcast yes, for your fans hey, when it just gets quiet.
0: When we took when we took it away on the video thing, people got
2: mad. Oh, you cut it out for time? We well we yeah, we 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 cut we it
1: out. Oh, yeah, Didn't we do, do anything. Okay, oh. Okay,
2: all fans. right, all right. We actually
1: showed up and complained about it, yeah, and uh, we uh, didn't have a say in the matter when it was it's our show. the, the unnamed, uh, podcast true. feed people. Yeah, right. That's people. Right. <laughs> cool. So they like it when we're debating this thing. Uh,
0: where are we at? What number <laughs> are we bad. at? So we got eight,
1: nine, and ten left.
0: Okay. Uh, what are your? Are all your top fives? Where are your top fives? Uh, Superman the movie.
2: Okay. Dark Knight. Is, is
0: it on the? Is Superman the
2: movie on yes.
1: there now? Superman is on there. Dark Knight's on there.
2: Uh, I had <coughs> in the Spider Verse we already got. Yeah. Uh, okay. I had Incredibles one, which I don't think anybody else had. Okay. And then it was Winter Soldier, which you would, okay. You, we all three of us have, but we already have that's on there. your number five. Yeah, that's it, on there. Is yeah. it on there already? Yeah, okay, all those are on there. So, all
0: my top fives, I think, are on all my except top five are in there. Are you all your top five on
1: there? Do you want to do a half? These incredibles, incredibles, 2? I think that's fair. Yeah, let's do halves and we'll do that on fair. number eight. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, is Ragnarok on there?
2: Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, because the rest of mine, neither one of you had except for uh, my bottom five. You guys didn't have any of them on there, so okay, well,
0: we had Guardians. That was my number eight. Or that was nine. my six. Did you have Captain America Civil War?
1: No. Okay.
2: Uh, do we have any other commonality? No. There's no more commonality. So what's your highest? Yeah, what's your highest left? Uh, it's Spider-Man 2. Which is? And what number? Six. What we got. damn it.
0: Let me check. Are, is Logan's on there. The Dark Knight's on there. Avengers Infinity War's on there. Spider-Verse is on there. Winter Soldier's on there. Ragnarok's on there? Fuck. Number seven,
1: Watchmen. What do you have left? I got seven Deadpool, so six wins.
3: Son (laughs) of a
2: bitch. Spider Man 2. Son
3: of a bitch.
2: Wow, two Spider Man movies. God damn it, anyway. Michael uh, Chabon, your check is in the mail.
0: (laughs) God damn it. Did Guardians of the Galaxy get on there? Yeah, it snuck on at number nine.
1: Just barely. All right.
0: There it is. All right, well, let's do this thing. uh the top 10 superhero films yeah
1: at number 10 spider-man 2 at number nine guardians of the galaxy at number eight incredibles and incredibles 2 at number seven superman the movie
0: at number six logan at number
1: five thor ragnarok at number four, Captain America Winter Soldier. That's a bad one. At number three, Avengers Infinity War. At number two, Spider Man Into the
2: Spider Verse. And our number one superhero film is The Dark Knight. Hello. Wow, Spider Verse made number two. Yeah.
1: Number two. Uh, wow, well, listen. I'm trying to convince my wife to watch it while we're uh, doing this. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's such an incredible film. made my wife film. cry like four times. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. it's legit. Yeah. It's a good really legit. movie. It's really good. Damn. Well, Jason Inman, thank you so yeah. much for stopping by, my friend. It's always fun talking anything with you, but certainly superhero <laughs> movies, man, because you have such a great take on them and really enjoyed your insights on all your choices and on all our choices as well. Yeah. And I hope you, the fans, enjoyed having spending some time with Jason because it's a blast for us. Jason one of the best dudes I know in this sphere. Uh, and one of the first dudes to welcome me with open arms when we talked about stuff. Oh, thank so, you, old Softy. Yeah, yeah oh, It's yeah, a pleasure yeah.
2: to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, plug your stuff again, man. Oh, um, yeah, don't forget my book, Super Soldiers. Is for pre-order right now. You can find it on Amazon. Help me uh, kick Marvel Comics' The Untold Stories' ass. Make it a number one bestseller and- um, also a podcast you can find me if you like to know my knowledge uh, Ashley and I do a podcast called Geek History Lesson you can find it everywhere podcasts are iTunes, Spotify mm-hmm. all that type of stuff uh, and then I, I gotta shout this out because uh, we're doing a Geek History Lesson live show there it is at the same place that you guys did at the Arena Cinema Lounge mm-hmm. so if you guys like Top 10 Live please come to Geek History Lesson Live it's on May 5th at 5 p.m., so 555 at the Arena Cinema Lounge in Hollywood, California, and we have special guests Mark Riley from Clyder Live, nice, and Ryan Sands from Marvel Runaways. We have an actual Marvel villain, and we're gonna be talking. We're gonna be analyzing the Avengers, well, at, uh, the
0: first Avengers.
2: Uh, no, all of the Avengers, oh, and talking oh. about the character. And this will be interesting because it'll be one week after in game. Oh, nice. So we'll be able to go into some in game spoilers as long as everybody in the audience have seen it. We'll okay. take a poll. So. Okay. Yeah. See so
0: if to buy. I'll see if I have to buy a ticket. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah.
2: yeah tickets are you know oh, the place. Oh, there it is. But he yeah. bought a
1: ticket for our show. That's right. He did. I did. So fair points. Yeah, that's right. It all is. All right. I'll buy a ticket today. Although we are buying his book.
2: You know what I mean. Yeah, we are.
1: <laughs> How much are you going to get us for? Look, that's the uh, real question. I have a
2: surplus and a buffet of products. So I hope <laughs> you select them all. <laughs> uh,
0: and you can follow Jason at Jawin J A W I I N on social
2: on media everywhere: Twitter, Instagram, all that places, YouTube. Uh, you know. Thank you again, guys. It was great. And uh, I knew Logan was going to be your number one.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. It's been too long. It's been too long. Absolutely.
0: Matt, any final things you want to say, my friend? Well, we still have
1: our uh, shout oh, outs. Do to our do our shout outs. So, should we let to,
0: Jason go? Yeah. All right. Jason, thanks so much for. Right. Unless okay. you want to sit here and listen to us read names. How long is that going to take? Uh, it's like
2: 250 enough. names. Yeah. Oh, good God. 250 names? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I love you. 200. And a Patreon. Yeah. I love <laughs> you, 250 people, but uh, I got to go take care of my patrons. Yeah. Go yeah. Do your thing. Exactly. So, yeah, we can right. stop. Recording. A, pleasure, a pleasure as always. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much for coming.
1: Wow, that was a
0: really great time with Jason and uh, Matt. As I said, I'm not bullshitting. That, that guy's one of my favorite dudes, and it's always fun to spend time with him, talking nerd shit and uh, talking superhero stuff, especially. So, um, really great. And uh, get his book, people.
1: Get his book. Give him yeah, some love. Yeah, please do. Please yeah. do. Yeah, he's a good guy. I'm sure that book is excellent. Yeah, and uh, it'll be a, you know, it's perfectly tailored to our listeners. Yeah. Uh, so if you're looking for something, what was it June fifteenth? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, pick it up anywhere that you can on mm-hmm. June 15th or pre-order it right now. Pre-order it Let's get him right to number one. Yeah. Overall, why not? Yeah. Um, now we're going to do our uh, shout-outs. Time for the Patreon shout out <laughs> It is. We're doing this now because uh, it just, why not? Where yeah. we said, screw it. Let's get this out for the people. Yeah. And if you want to hear your name, <laughs> you donate it at $5 and above at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. And uh, once a month, we... Uh, give a shout out to every person that donates at five dollars and up as a thank you from us saying we appreciate everything that you give us. And do you want to start or do you want me to start?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh let's do it. AJ Barrera, Aaron Carroll, Abby Lugo, Alonardo Fuente, Alan Bennett, Alec Donnelly, Alec Musual, Alex Ramsey, hey, Ramsey,
1: Alexander Marzonia, Aliyamore, Ahmad Ahmed Ali, uh, Andreas Kronstadt. Andre Constantinesco. Andres Mendoza. Uh, and Andrew Herbs, Andrew, uh, Andrew, rather, Hayes. <laughs> Andrew Marker. Andrew Nally. Andrew O'Day. Andy Ortiz. Andy Tan. Angela Dashner. Anthony Castelnova. Anthony George. April Rybacky. Uh, Asa Denning. Ashley Prowls. AZ Badfish, Martin Tuttle. Bar Shamrick. Or Marlin Tuttle. Sure. Uh, ben Quirk. Uh, ben Arsembau. Ben Cartwright. Bernie Knapp. Blake Jensen. Brandon Caridi. Brandon marsalis Summers, Brian Aikens. Brian Zaferni. Cameron Belgrade. Charlie McKenna. Chelsea Lewis. Chris Cabrera. Chris Consiglio. Chris Jones. Chris Judge. Chris Lemke. Christopher McIntyre. Christos Alexakos. Hey,
0: shout out to him for compiling this list for us. Clay Williams. Cody Seal. Cody Markham. Dale Varley. Dan Culbertson. Dan Nye. Dan Petraglia. Dan Somerville. Daniel Dens Moosley. Danielle Kelly. Darren Bush. David Gregson. David Mitchell Baker. Deborah Torres. Hey Deborah. Dylan Steiner. DJ
1: Red Hot Cox. Hello. Drake Fromsdorf. Hey, man. That's what you want to be called. I'm all for it. Whatever works. Ruins. Dwayne Joseph Burke. What up, Dwayne? Uh, Dylan uh, Bueller-Dempsey. Dylan Yoon. Ed Buzkirk. Edward Dobbins. Elijah York. Ellisman (coughs) Chaka. Uh, Eric Bloor. Eric Bouchard. Uh, Eric VT. Eric Grebner. Evan Zoller. Frank Montoya. Gareth Weldon. George Menchaca. Giancarlo Simonetta. Grecia Romero. Houston Bodily. Ian Horner. Ian Brick Beltran Lopez. Jacob Pullen. James Appleby. James Leggett. James Winstead. Janvia Canizar. Jason Bradshaw. Jason Liao. Jason Taylor. J- Jeff Knutson. Jeff Peters. Jeff Saliba. Jen Kemp. Jeremy Metz. Jeremy. Uh, JLC or JIC 317. Jim Payne. Joe H.Y. Joe Farrelly. Joe Ibarra. Joe McPhee. Joey Anthony. Johannes Schmidt. John Douse. John Holloway. John Keefe. Jonas Marin. Jonathan Chase. Jonathan Peck. Jordan Wiltshire. Joseph Burt Whistle. Joseph Viola. Josh Lawrence. Josh Mabry. Josh Murphy. Josh Sachs. Joshua William. Joshua Wynn. Juan Reyes. Uh, Johanna Lenevita. Oh. Lenevita. well done. Uh, Julian Key. Catherine Samuels. Keith Archer. Ken Reels. Kevin Fuss. Kevin Shaw. Kay Hillis, 72. <coughs> Kay Hill, 72. Uh, Kim Laheef.
0: Kristen Smith.
1: Kristia Veselchik.
0: Christian Lundgaard
1: uh, Kyoller. Kyle Lopez Kyle Spann Laura Deverson Lawrence Witt Louis Beringen Lindsey Toll Luke Larson Mackenzie Horner Magli Doerr Marcel Berman Mark Menchaca, Oh Matt Chipping Matt Hall Matt Hannigan Matt Yund, Matthew Hassel Matthew Luke Cravens Matthew Picardat Maurice Robinson Megan Bjerk. MF Doom. Michael
0: McDade. Michael schmier Mike Barrington. Mike Shea. Hey, Mitchell
1: Bearhell. There it is. Uh, Nathan Leonard. Nathan Williams. Niall Blackie. Nick Dornoff. Nick White. Nicholas Smith. Nizar Alabasi. Noel Kelleher. Pat Bofamonte. Patrick Campbell. What's up, PJ? Patrick Zamora. Peter Bellin. Peter Ross. Phil Morissette. Phil Neglia. Philip Renshaw. Philip Lane, Rachel Silvestrini, Ravi Prasad, Reagan Lovig, Rice Seaborn, Ricky Rivers, Rob Harris, Robert Haley, Rodrigo Valverde III, Roque Aureliana, uh, Ruben Enriquez, Ryan M. Brandos, Ryan McKenna, Ryan
0: Nem, Sam Bateman, Seamus Braytag, Sean Naughton, Sean Scott, Seth Shearer, Shane Noble, Simon Bruyard, uh, Simon Scio
1: Thompson, Spencer Freightway. Steve Schluckabier, Sujayanth Fernando. The Blast from Our Past Podcast. The Cinephiles. Thank you, Steve. Thomas Price. Thomas Streeton. Thorsten Almbueller. Tim Begg. Tim Franco. Timothy Berg. Timothy R. Williams. Tyler Spots. Wayne Murphy. Wiley Todd. Will Morse. Finally, Zach Butts. Zach Butts. (laughs) our thanks to all of you that support us on Patreon. Yeah, Um, thank you. We would not be here without you. We would not be doing these live dates or have t-shirts for people. If you guys hadn't said, uh, please, you know, we'd like to help out in any way we can. So this is our thanks to you. At $5 and above, you can get your name shouted out by us. Go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and take care of that there. And as a Patreon exclusive next month, um, we're not sure exactly when, but at some point, The second Chicago show will be going up for Patreon only. Yep. We're not sure what the tier will be um, because right now the classic episodes go up uh, and that's for $10 and above. I guess it makes sense to maybe keep it at that. Yeah, sure. I'm down with that. All right. So at the $10 and above then level, uh, you'll get first access to the second Chicago show before we put that out for the rest of the world. Um, We have no idea when that will be. Yeah, no, we don't. We're trying to figure out. We're planning it.
0: Uh, to kind of, and so this maybe is your motivation that if you want to become a, you want to listen to the show ahead of time, everybody else donate the $10 level and you'll get the show. Yeah. Do it now because we're going to put it up soon in the next few <laughs> weeks. We don't know exactly when, but certainly it's in the plans to put it up soon. And trust me, this is the show as fun as the first show was. This is the show where everything went off the rails and you got to listen to it because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So-
1: yeah, uh, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, we'll more than likely put it out on the main feed, of course. But when that is, we don't have the slightest idea because we've already mapped out the, you know, the next like four or five months of yeah. shows and reaching out to guests and all that jazz. And please, when we have a guest on, uh, we already asked you, you know, to retweet us or give us a comment or yeah. whatever you can. You know, it's nice when a guest is on, and you guys let them know if you enjoyed them on the show, yeah. which I'm sure Inman will be uh, once again like he was the last time but yeah. please let him know it's always good for us um, to reach out to other people because then they can ask oh is that show any good and be like it's great and the fans are fantastic and <laughs> it's a good environment all around yeah uh, we appreciate it and please if you could keep retweeting us and posting on Facebook and doing all that you can because uh, back on our own again yes um, we've got to build up what we uh, you know what we had uh, all along. Yeah. And slowly but surely, you know, we still get those tweets. Oh, you know, oh, for, I forgot you guys moved or whatnot. We all have lives. So, um, thank you for downloading, and listening to the show. And, uh, if you could help us by once again, retweeting, or if you want to leave a comment on wherever you get to your podcast, we would thoroughly appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, whatever you can do to help us spread the word of the show. Um, we can't thank you enough for, and, uh, yeah. I think, I think that's about it for me. Oh, um, the live shows. So there are three Facebook groups officially up. Yep. And it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash. That's the same every time. Mm-hmm. And then it's top 10 Texas. It's either going to be Houston or San Antonio. Uh, top 10 Toronto and top 10 NYC. There you go. And uh, so the, the people that are in the main group and you think you would go to one of those shows, please just join the group because eventually we have to put a post up of, all right, what's the actual headcount at? Who's coming? How many <laughs> tickets are we talking about? Because emails, uh, we've gotten a, a, a nice number for, for Houston and for yeah. Toronto. Yeah. And keep those coming, please. If you want to come to the show and you haven't reached out yet, you can do it at the top 10 live with the number 10, the top 10 live at Gmail. Put in the subject, the city, and in the body, how many can come with you. If it's just you, great. Yeah. If it's you plus, uh, you know, Hasso said he's bringing 10 people oh, to Houston. He's nice. like, nice. yeah, put me down for 10 tickets. Like, no problem, bro. Nice. Um, so hit us up there or join one of the Facebook groups, and then we can get a firm idea as to what the headcount can be, and then yeah. we can start looking at potential uh, locations. But it comes down to all you got to do is send us the email or uh, join one of the groups on Facebook. Yep. So it takes care of all, uh, all, uh, whatever avenues. Yeah. So please do one of those two things, and uh, uh, that's it. I guess as of right now.
0: (laughs) That's all, man. It's fantastic. Uh, Listen, we're still. We've got ourselves a. a, Don't forget, we've got ourselves a top ten. Twitter feed, go follow that. The lovely Kristen Smith is handling that for us. We also are restarting. That's right. We're going to dust it off the old Instagram account as well. So uh, watch out for that. We'll start (coughs) tweeting about that uh, or letting people know on social media to go and follow that Instagram. Start adding pictures, doing that nature. We're definitely going to be very active on social media to promote the show and push the show. So we'd like you to come join us with that and have a good time with us with that uh, and what have you so uh, please follow uh, Matt as he said at Matt Nost follow me at The says on Twitter and on Instagram and send in your ideas if you have ideas if you have uh, graphic uh, you know uh, you have ideas for logos you have things ideas for maybe even music Top 10's own theme song maybe we don't have to use that rock and roll song anymore we're open to everything so send us your best work send us your best attempts and stuff if we use it we'll talk to you about payment or exchange for things and give you a big massive shout out on the show but we are looking to expand the exposure of this show and expand the look of this show very much so we will, I think we can do that with your help and uh, your talent and your expertise so please uh, don't be ashamed to send stuff send the best of what you got uh, give us some great ideas. Even give us ideas for Patreon stuff. If you're a patron, you're like, you know what? I'd like you to do this for my dollar. Let let us know. And doesn't mean we'll take it or we'll do it, but certainly it might give us some ideas. So, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody for doing that. And that's it. Uh, again top10podcast at gmail.com, all spelled out. Um, I think that's it, Matt. That's it. All right. <laughs> Have yourselves a great week, everybody. And hopefully, Matt will feel better by next week with the cough. <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon.